just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. of the podcast called Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm here... God, I hope you know what it's called by now. I'm here with uh, Matt Stewart. That's Matt. Hey, Dave, what about new listeners? You always forget, like, it's not like everyone's just listened to 70 episodes. No, no I feel like it's more of, a, more of a contract. You listen to one episode, you're in for the you're long in. haul. You've got to start from the start. Yeah, right. It's been how... watching. Otherwise, you wouldn't understand what's yeah. happened. That's how iTunes works, isn't it? We don't have a previously on Do Go On. We should do but that. But previously on Dougal One, we have featured, a, uh, not a guest, but a co-host, Jess Perkins, and here she is again. Hello, here I am. Oh, this yeah, is right. like a podcast prenup. What if you... We get you one, we get you for all. Jess actually isn't a co-host. At the end of every episode, it just says guest starring Jess Perkins, <laughs> and 71 episodes in, it's a bit like, maybe you could just... Maybe just let her star. Let her be a star. <laughs> guest starring Jess Perkins. I'm okay with that. Or you know how it always says... Um, or special guest star. Or when it says, like, an introducing... Oh, I love I'd that. I'd like that. I'd love to be in a film, never been in a feature film, would love that. So it could come up as and introducing, introducing Dave Warnicky. Little like, Davey Warnicky. I like introducing, but I think I like even more like the someone who's been around for a while and they save them right for the end and it says, and uh, Tom Clancy is Johnny Rotten. Oh, it says the exact. <laughs> 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 that famous military writer as that famous 70s punk rocker. Jeez, that's why I'm good at I'm I'm an improv master. You give me you give me a topic, like okay. name some names and I will come up with stuff. Really inventive, really interesting stuff. 
<laughs> and then we'll play. We'll play with it from there. <laughs> do they do just that and introducing just for child actors? It tends to be young people, from what I've noticed. So I couldn't debut at 45. Why not? Oh, maybe if they're introducing. I mean, you're as maybe. old as you feel, you know. You're as you're old a, you're as, as a, you feel. You're as old as the bloody... Uh, <laughs> The bloody, uh, <laughs> you're as, There's that improv again. Here we you're go. As old as here your we, bloody, here it comes. You're as old as the bloody. Uh, Tom Clancy? You're as old as bloody. Uh, Birth certificate you're indicates. You're as old as your bloody uh, w- woman you feel. <laughs> you're as old as the woman you feel? That's like, that is an old, old oh, man joke. Yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah. it. I've heard it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. come on with that. If I did, bloody hell, I'd be You'd proud be a of creep, punch. yeah. You'd be rich. But you're only as old as the woman you feel. <laughs> you're only as as uh, old as the bloody young woman that you trick into going out with you, because <laughs> you got lots of money. Yeah, that is. But you're only that bloody old. Because the, the undertone of that is that you're you're feeling younger women. I think, like is, physically. Is that the undertone, them. or is that just the tone? That's the tone. The tone. And they're not like, and they're not people. They're just. Things to feel. Yeah, if if I'm as old as the woman I feel, I'm going to jail. <laughs> oh, Dave. You're as, no, you're... you're as, <laughs> Hang on. Dave. Look, Wait, I, was, I was trying to play a character means... there, but I sort of used my own voice by yeah, accident. Did. <laughs> Didn't distance myself enough from that. The way I imagined Matt's character was like a, a 60-year-old man with like a 21-year-old woman. When you said it in your voice, it was like you were... Touching children, but also it didn't have, like no, it, did, it wasn't did. at all related to whether or not you're doing anything illegal. Yeah. You just said if I'm as old as the woman I feel, then I'm going to jail. Does that mean does that just means you're? Why well, you're going yeah. to jail for the age you are? Oh yeah, God, that was confusing, Dave. You're bad at improv. How am I copying the flack on this one? <laughs> you just said right the creepy Did, thing. You said a creepy thing that also didn't make any sense. Yeah, we well, haven't said anything creepy. Let me just in say. Minutes. <laughs> You're only as old. No, fuck. <laughs> You're only as feel as the woman you old. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say, but I ended up accidentally saying the right thing. Oh. Dave, that was not the right thing. It was yeah, the wrong thing. Dave, you made us all very uncomfortable. <laughs> You're as only as uncomfortable as the woman you, you talk feel. to on your podcast and say something strange. That's, that's oh, I'm the woman on the podcast. You are. Oh, That's cool. all you are to him. The woman on the <laughs> podcast. What's hey, the... when you guys were discussing getting a third person, he was like, we should get a woman, right? I don't Ugh. remember him saying it like that, but I think Dave has told the story that way. Did he say you, it like, oh, I suppose we should. I remember Yuck. saying, look, let's just get the best available talent available <laughs> talent. And <laughs> Matt, it, it was, it was, was he very drunk? strange. Yes, as he often is. Yeah, true. And uh, they obviously... And uh, said no. <laughs> yeah, and then we thought, well, let's call Jess. We went through a list. Well, then we, we sort of just had their own podcast. We looked out of the corner of our eye, and you were, you were sitting in the room at the time. Yeah. And we thought, oh, just doodling. Well. I just had a coloring book. Yeah. Oh, as I often do. May as well. I mean, it's quite convenient. <laughs> she is right there. <laughs> and after 72 weeks of guest starring, yep. we've been putting you through your paces. Mm-hmm. You probably want to know. We have come to a decision. Okay. I'm afraid this will be your last episode. Ow. But it's been great. It's been a great run. But do I have to stay for the whole episode or can I leave now? You will have to sit. There. We'll turn your mic off. Yeah. You have to sit there awkwardly. <sighs> part of the you're show. You're going to have to see, sit here till the 100th episode because uh, that is but no how mic. you would want it to be. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, true. Seventy two would really piss me off. That's uh, really unfair, actually. Hey Jess, you yep. weren't you weren't Miss Wright, but you were Miss Wright over there at the time. 
I had to wait a while for Dave to bloody get his long diatribe out before I got that gold. I'm going to edit his bit out and leave mine in. <laughs> well, uh, that was worth it. What so, do you think about miss? Is that that's a weird thing that uh, men don't have to make a decision about? Miss. Well, yeah, because we're Mister basically from birth. True. Though I have told the bank many times that Master? I'm now. An, a man, and they still send me credit cards at 26 that say master. No, really? Go fuck yourself. Are you sure that's, you, is it from MasterCard? That's not, that's a different thing. <laughs> that's, a, that's an entirely different. Yeah. Call me Visa Warnicky. <laughs> fuck. You don't really still get mail that says Master Warnicky. No, do I still you? do. I'll show you my credit card right here. I forgot about Master. Yeah, Look no, that. that's true. Master David T. Warnicky. Holy you, shit, it actually does. And if you'd like to read out the number there, Jess. <laughs> Everybody, we're all getting. That is really weird. Go shopping on Dave's credit. That's so weird. It says master. They see your photo and like, all right, mate. But also, why are they giving? So master, what age would we say a master is? Like fifteen or something. I've forgotten right? a bit. Yeah, I guess. And so. I would have even said twelve. So they're giving that kid a credit card. And they're emailing me constantly saying, "Would you like to increase your limit to twelve thousand dollars?" A twelve-year-old kid. Fucking hell. That's see, I'm not even strange. sure. Between second like, card, there, Jess. It's the second one that says master. Second one that says master. Two credit cards, everybody. I'm again. This card number. Ooh, I'm in a platinum. lot of trouble. Platinum card, Plat- Dave. I'm pretty sure it starts at Platinum these days. You are doing very well indeed. There's my... Uh, this one doesn't expire till uh, 2020. Ooh. It's my new card. Membership card at uh, Spud Bar, the potato shop there. Does not say master. Doesn't say anything on it. It's got are no just, details. Are you just going through your wallet now? I've got a working with children <laughs> check. <laughs> Does that say master? Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. I'm younger than the children <laughs> that they've checked on that I'm allowed oh, to work with. Oh, your hair's bad in that one. That is no good. <laughs> Look, they've put on the offender... Filter to make yeah. me look like I shouldn't work with children. In the f- that was a perfectly good photo I sent them, and they put the filter on <laughs> to make me look evil. As, as you were getting that photo taken, you made the joke. <laughs> you only, only as feel as the woman you old. Hang on, let me do it again. It took. It was a very awkward visit to that primary school office. <laughs> hey, Dave. I used pe- to perform at primary school. Pe- people always ask, like, is there a way that you could get Dave to just? Briefly surmise what the show is about. And I, I was wondering if we could get you to do that now. Mm. Okay. What does do go on so to do you? So do go on, essentially, it's one mister, one miss, one master, locked in a room where one of them is the master or the mister. <laughs> given the topic, no, are given the opportunity to report on a topic to the miss and the mister or the miss and the master or the mister and the master. Was that... Pretty good. I mean, it's, pre- uh, it's pretty. It's pretty good. So, I, so welcome, new listeners. Pretty concise, um, and I think that I think that ticks all the boxes. I actually just read that from the iTunes description. <laughs> what is the difference between a miss and a muzz as well? By the way, I, I believe I'll fill this one. <laughs> Why is Jess asking? Because <laughs> I don't know, I and think I'm never it's... sure. Because I don't really like M I S S. It looks a bit yuck, and it feels very uh, young. Because so sometimes is... I'll write muzz, but then I'm not, just yeah. not sure anymore. Because miss misses sort of feels like the master. Yes, that's, exactly. That's what I mean. It feels young. Whereas, and I and I think Mrs. is supposedly, I think, is when you get married, right? Mrs. Right. And yes. I think Ms. is like you go, uh, I want it. Ms. is like an attempt Spinster. to get rid of the, get rid of, um, it's, it's the attempt to be the equivalent of master, I think. So there's no, you don't change if you're married or not. You just Ms. Like Mr. Oh, okay. doesn't change. Yeah, but, sure. But you don't become a Ms. automatically. I think it's up to you. You can also be like, look, I might be married. I, I might not be married, yeah. but I don't really want to disclose that. And I think it's also sort of like if I, so if I did get married, I wouldn't change my name. But it, but would you be Mrs. Perkins? No. 
No, because I'm not Mrs. Perkins. That's oh. that's my mum. Oh, right. Please, Mrs. Oh, Perkins Mrs. is oh, my father's good, name. Good point. I mean, there's no reason I, there's, I, I, I could be if I wanted to be. Yeah. That's you, so weird. If I get married, will I still be a master? Probably. <laughs> is that how I graduate? That's Come the only way. Like, no worries. Uh, you can have a credit card with Mister as long as you forward us your marriage certificates mm. and uh, date of birth. And your wife has to sign it as well. Your legal guardian slash wife. <laughs> Young man. <laughs> Young man. Though we are willing to increase your credit limit to fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that makes for sense. the honeymoon. Yeah, good for you. Hey, anyway, it's let's... great to be married. I've got to tell you. Yeah. Dave, one part you missed out of that uh, the intro is, is we always start with a question. We do start with a question. And this week, the Mr. will be starting with that question. That's you, Mr. Matt Stewart. Mr. Matt. You can call me Mr. Matt. To get us onto the topic, Mr. Matt. When I was in Bali, they called me Miss Jess, and it was the best thing ever. Miss Jess. Good morning, Miss Jess. I'd be like, fuck, I love that so much. morning, Miss Jess. I love it. Anyway, Mr. Matt. That sounds nice, Miss Jess. Master Dave. Yeah, okay, I like this a lot. Mr. Matt, go for it. Good morning, Master Dave. (laughs) Here's the question uh, this week. I've got a follow-up question if you you get this one. I'd be curious, because this topic is something that I don't know a lot about. But I've I've found it interesting to get into it, and I think it's like it's the kind of topic that's like I reckon has got a similar world of um, fans and experts like a comic book world would. Ah. Which wrestler has held <laughs> championships in five decades, from nineteen seventies to the two thousand and tens, whatever you call that decade, and was the first man to win both the WWF and WCW Triple Crown Championships? I have all right. no idea. Big fan of wrestling growing up over here. Yes, all right, interesting. I had no idea. Okay, oh, we learned so much about you. But I was, I was just curious, as, yeah. So if you five well, decades. before you go, then right, we'll maybe let let's see if Jess can name any, because I reckon I could have named The Rock. Three, yeah, he's one of the big ones that I would have thought of. Uh, Mr. Magic. Is that one, Dave? I'm making Not that I up. know of, but I imagine that there yeah, was it's probably gotta be Mr. Magic. I probably will know some names as you mention them, but I really can't think of any. Not a lot in this story. The ones I would have thought of were The Rock, yeah, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan. And that was going to be my guess, Hulk Hogan, because he's been around for so long. No, it's not Hulk Hogan. Okay, is it going to be a name, name that we know? So five. Separate I'm, I'm I'm guessing five separate decades. He might. Five separate decades okay. from the seventies all the way insane. to the two thousand. So the ones that have been around for a long time, you got Hulk Hogan. It's not Hulk Hogan. It's not, it's not you got m- maybe the Undertaker. It's not the Undertaker. I've heard of him though. I've heard, I've heard of the Undertaker. Stone Cold Steve Austin, but he hasn't been around that long. He's not even alive that long. But it's he not, was my favourite briefing... going up. I fucking loved Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, interesting. Well, th- this story sort of leads up to when he got big. Oh, cool. Um, big fan of The Rock growing up as well, but he hasn't been around long. I would say the only one I can think of that's old enough and probably still wrestles and did at least 10 years ago, The Nature Boy Ric Flair. It is, no, I've heard of him Damn. as well. Damn. Is that, is that well, ravishing Ric Flair? Yeah, they, so they all go through different nicknames and stuff. Yeah. Oh. He would have, his catchphrase was this. Woo! That's a great that catchphrase. catchphrase. What a catchphrase. All right, maybe I can give that. you a hint by telling you this guy's catchphrase or one of them. And it's, uh, I think it was something like, I'm the best that is, the best that was, the best that ever will be. I like that. Better than woo, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, the other one poetic. famous is like Brett the Hitman Hart. That's him. Yeah. Whoa. Well done, Dave. Great Simpsons cameo from him. Yeah, that's right. I mentioned that. Uh, and also... I had uh, a toy of Brett the Hitman Hart growing up. So this story is about him, but that's not the topic necessarily. The, top, the topic, I mm. wonder if you know, what is the single? what single event is the biggest ever controversy in professional wrestling? Is it the oh. death of his brother or cousin? 
No, but that is I I don't mention that, but I heard about that in, in a in the ring because he comes from a big wrestling family. Yeah, in a mishap, he was meant to come <gasps> down from the from ceiling, the ceiling from, like from the and top he of the fell stadium. like fifty feet or something. Oh, and, and I think he landed on the turnbuckle type thing and yeah. broke his neck. It's like this and in front of a like a stadium. And the announcer's oh. like, "This is not part of the show." <laughs> oh my god, you don't want to make that announcement. There was a part that I read, uh, or or maybe in the documentary I watched, where uh, Hart was talking about this time that he broke his ribs because he was thrown out of the ring, and the crowd are like abusing him and stuff, like he's still done it, and the guy he's wrestling against thinks it's part of it, so he keeps, um, keeps sort of like laying into him, laying into him in that sort of wrestling style. Yeah. Do you believe in wrestling, Jess? Do I believe in it? Yeah. Is it a unicorn mat? Well, no, I didn't realize how. Fake it is. It's and very fake. Yeah, it's all. It's, it's all. It's, it's entirely. It's scripted. scripted. I'd say scripted rather than the word fake. Yeah, okay. sure. Well, yeah, I would say they're more like stuntmen than wrestlers. Yeah, you know, because but like it's still, it is a very physical job. Obviously, people die. For oh, totally. When, yeah. when and stunts it would be go wrong. Very dangerous because you do have to get it right. I and mean, like, I people die working in like factories sure, as well. Sure, sure. You know? So it's, I don't know if that. Mm, I'm sure people have died in call centers. True. Right, but you were talking about from old boredom. Age. boredom. Yeah. <laughs> old age. All the old people. There's heaps of old people in my house. Oh, right. Please let me leave. <laughs> <laughs> Make another call, Grandma. Make a fucking sale. I don't know what I'm selling. What are these Tarzos? <laughs> Is that what you do, Jess? Yeah, I sell Tarzos. Do you sell toys from the mid-90s? Yeah. No, just Tarzo specifically. I work in the Tarzo factory. We'll have to make it one of those memes. What, what <laughs> mum thinks I do. What Dave thinks I do. <laughs> Tarzo. I think my mum is what probably... What society thinks I do. ...closer to what I do. Oh, I don't know what the controversy... So you're going to say what I it is or get, get to it? So the, I'm excited. Well, the, I'll, get, I'll tell you what it's called and then the rest of it's building up to it. The, the controversy, which I'd never heard of, which was voted for, as my topics always are, they, they're opened up to the Patreon... Subscribers to mm. vote. Oh right, so they based wow, on suggestions it... um, from the broader audience. Uh, I I then take uh, some out of the hat. Uh, this week, the four options were. I'll read out the three that didn't get voted in. Lowest amount of votes this week was Pastafarianism, which is you know the flying spaghetti monster religion. Oh my god, that is awesome! That'd be a good one, but that was the and lowest. That, but it still, it got votes. It was relatively close. Then uh, Friends, the sitcom. <laughs> then Gallipoli. Oh, that would be interesting. But oh the, wow, that story. would have taken you a lot of research. Yeah, <laughs> a long that's one. a big one. But the the winner this week, the Montreal screw job. Oh, oh I mean, I've heard that, but I didn't even realize it was wrestling related. Yeah. Sounds like a cocktail. <clears throat> So yeah, Hi, can we get three Montreal screw jobs? It's a celebration. <laughs> I'm the best that ever was. Best that ever was. <laughs> he's while he's pouring his cocktails. And the suggestion initially came from a couple of guys uh, off the Twitters. And we'd like to thank Brett, the Hitman Hart. Brett, the Hitman Hart. Just can't get enough of the story. Uh, now Lee Hollod. Owen Hart. That was the guy that died. Sorry, I just remembered. That's right. Well, well done. done. So sorry, I took uh, away the thunder of who. What was uh, that Lee Hollod. I'm going to say, at Cannonbod, which is a great Twitter handle, <laughs> and Suave Gemo at SuaveGemo.com. Suave no, Gemo? No, not .com. Why do I have that in? <laughs> I'm, such, like, that's, um, I'm from the 90s. That's how it, com. It's an internet thing. It ends in .com. Or, or the, the word 2000. Like, in 1998, yeah. like 2000 was so far away you couldn't even think about it. And suddenly it's 2002 and your business is still called like okay. Internet Cafe 2000. Yeah. Version 2.0. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's like, mate, we're up to at least version 4.0. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, so this story centers on Brett the Hitman Hart. That's his his wrestling nickname. The he, do- he doesn't get it till sort of mid career, but that's what he's known as now. Can we give each other wrestling names? Oh, slash, yeah. can you guys do it? Because I'm, you know, I'm shit at everything. But mm. I think you guys Just would be good at the it. The Hitman Perkins. There it is. I was about to say Hart, which would have been Dave. The, the Hitman hit Warnicky. There yep. it is. Yep. Thank you. What about me, Matt? Jess? Matt. Now, let, what do we know about Matt? He's got a beard. He's a hit with the ladies. Mm-hmm. He's a man. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's put two and two together. He is Brett the Hitman. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he is Matt the, the hit, hit Beard. Hit Beard. Stuart. There it is. Thank you. See, that's interesting, isn't it, Matt, that he puts you... Like, if he's categorizing you, he goes beard first Before rather man. than man. How man does that second. feel? Look, it feels good. feels right. Great. Hey, I don't see gender, but I do see facial hair. Sure. Mm. <laughs> and I see it in a lot of places I don't want to. <laughs> I reckon the only time I ever remember knowing about the Hitman heart was from that Simpsons episode you're talking about. It's season 8. It was in 97, which is uh, the same time as the... Screw job. Oh, really? Because um, he buys Mr. Burns' house. He buys Mr. Burns' house and Mr. Burns comes up to him because Mr. Burns hit hit trouble, mm. financial trouble, and he, Mr. Burns takes a portrait of himself off the wall and goes, would you mind if I keep this to remind me of the good times? And then Brett the Hitman Hart, voiced by himself, goes, why would I want a picture of a pitiful pencil-necked geek? <laughs> I mean, that, it's good. That could be good. Dave's wrestling and he, name. He's a, the pitiful pencil neck geek. I'll take it. And then Mr. Brown goes, ooh, indeed. Yeah. He <laughs> and puts the painting it. down. Aww. But the other thing, he's only other line I believe in the show is, ooh, this place got old man stink. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> when, he t- when he's like viewing the house. That's right. I, see, I remember, I remember, I can picture Mr. Burns taking the painting down, but I can't picture the other guy. He's, he's, he was How wearing funny. his trademark colours, black and pink. And pink. Oh. And he, um, pink shades. And he yeah, wears these shades that look like something Marty McFly would have worn in, in yeah. the future, Back to the Future 2. Yeah, they're kind of like sort of lab goggles slash yeah, sunglasses. Yeah, but like mirrored lab goggles. Oh, kind of like, sick. Like, just imagine Bono gone wrong. Sick. I don't know, there's something... Oh, co- Bono gone very right. Oh, yeah. There's something really cool about it. I watched, I watched a, a quite a famous documentary about him, which was filmed through the year of the screw job. Um, and, it, and it followed him around uh, the whole time. And you really got to know him. It was like out of character, just backstage with his family and stuff like that. Wow. He just seems like he's like a real, you know... Normal guy who's just a massive beefcake. Uh, he was born in Calgary, Canada, uh, which is my ice hockey team, the Calgary Flames. Of course Go Flames. Flames. As I always say, one of my catchphrases. On ice. What made you pick the That'll Flames? melt the ice. I met yeah. some Calgarian women when I travelled once. There we go. Did you meet them at a bar? Yes. <laughs> Didn't meet them at a, uh, some sort of historical museum? Yeah, or not anything, at a museum you? or an art gallery. Met him in a bar. Yeah, well, I mean... Where was... You've uh, got a problem, Matt. Was it in Canada? <laughs> uh, no, it was in Greece. Oh, okay. Sure. On the island of Santorini. Oh. Beautiful spot. <laughs> Beautiful spot for a tipple. I was about to say, like, God, he's travelled so much, but he's a hundred years older than us. He's had so That's much a, more time. Oh, he's travelled to countries that don't even exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that went under the sea years ago. <laughs> under the sea. Um... He was the eighth child in a family of 12 children. Too many kids. I've got here... Do they know what was causing it? I've got <laughs> here... Got? Pause for Jess or Dave to say, <laughs> do they know what's caused it? 
His... My dad has started listening to the podcast. I hope he hears that. Oh, is that that's where it's from? Yeah, it's my dad. It oh, says that all the time. John Perkins. John Perkins. It's we'll a get JP him on the pod. What a dude. We'll get him on. We'll, we should have the parent special. Oh, that would be fun. His dad was Canadian wrestling legend Stu Hart, and all of their siblings ended up being involved in wrestling. All, all of his, them? All of them, yeah. Most of the guys became wrestlers, and all four sisters married wrestlers. No way. All four? Why weren't any of the girls wrestlers? They're a lady wrestlers. I'm not sure if they... Yeah, I'm not sure, but they, uh, I don't think they were, no. I think they were more... They just married wrestlers. Married to them. Good heavens. There were some great female wrestlers growing up for me. Trish Stratus. Trish? Sorry, was that... Say it again. Trish... <laughs> Stratus. <laughs> Just telling Matt. Trish. 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 So you can think of one. You can think of one. Stacey Keebler. I've, I remember Stacey. Oh, were there twins? Ooh. There's bound to have been twins at some point. Yeah. They were called the Dudley Boys. And they were two men. <laughs> no, I feel like... I definitely, Dudley Boys. And they were definitely not twins. I remember twin, like identical twins. Women wrestlers. Anyway, do go on. China. China. Right, Trump. <laughs> she died, sadly. Oh. I love China. The wrestler. He, he was referring to the wrestler. The, wrestler. <laughs> the country, never heard of it. <laughs> she was billed as the ninth wonder of the world. Excuse me? China. China. <laughs> like I, I, I the whole country. The stuff that they were the builder as, like, the world's strongest man. Oh, really? This Even big it... dude called Mark Henry. All right, that sounds like old... That... Stuff like that makes it sound like an old circus thing. Yeah. Which is probably like what it man. used to be, kind of. Yeah. So they still have that sort of factor in it. Anyway, so this family the, of 12, all wrestlers. Yes. And all married a, to wrestlers. It sounds like they it was a. F- oh, the, his mum was in the documentary and she was just like. A wrestler. Not into wrestling. <laughs> oh, really? She Her was whole just life like. Would be th- she she oh. goes, oh, I remember asking Stu, how, how long is this whole wrestling thing going to go? And he was like. Two years and it's still going. And she was just like, she was broken. Oh, man. It oh, was, wow. It really just looked like she was like, I I can't wait for this to be over. That's tragic. That <laughs> sucks. Uh, but, yeah, so it sounds like it. I mean, this is one little grab out of context, potentially. Maybe she sure. bloody loves it. Probably. Sounds like it was a pretty eccentric family to grow up in. His dad had regular visits from s- aspiring young wrestlers. And he'd take him down into he'd his... take him down. <laughs> to teach him a lesson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'd take him down to the basement to teach him a lesson in wrestling. <laughs> uh, they called the basement the dungeon. And, oh, no, I don't like that. And Brett and his family could, from upstairs could hear through like some cracks in the floor or whatever, some sort of... They could hear just these guy, young guys just screaming oh my, it's... for hours on end. Uh, when he, uh, Stu would just be teaching them. They weren't them. wrestling. <laughs> it sounds like the wife was not afraid of wrestling, but of something else. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it did. There was something like that. It did sound a bit weird, but then, um, so apparently he was just he would he. They went down in the documentary and showed him doing it uh, more recently, or in the nineties when the documentary was made. And he'd just take these guys and just hold them in these finishing moves, and they're just screaming in agony. He's like, "Yeah," and then you can even take the arm a bit further around like this, and there's a. Like, <laughs> Or a bit even further. And he's this old guy who can't, like, he's, you know those old guys who are basically walking where their torso's on a right angle from their legs? <laughs> you know, they're facing basically directly <laughs> at the ground as they walk along. So this old guy, but he's still, like, 
bringing the pain for the... Well, he's dropped his wedding ring. Yeah, and he just... Where gets, is it? Somewhere around here? Yeah. That's how it... Yeah, it was... He was an old, old dude. But like, he was still hurting young children. He was hurting... Well, I'm saying young <laughs> children, but they would have been like... In their 20s. You know, early 20s or whatever. Uh, and then... Um, they probably have Mr. on their credit cards, though. Brett, <laughs> yeah, they fucking do. Brett was like... My mate Brett was like, yeah, he used to hear the screams. He like, oh, bloody hell. And then eventually he got older and he went down and he'd watch him train and stuff and sort of get into it. But he, he, he didn't have... I would have so many questions. He didn't have great yeah, dreams. Like, Why? <laughs> That'd be my main one. Well, I guess it's you're just learning it. They wanted to do it because um, Stu also ran uh, a big wrestling company in West Canada, probably the biggest wrestling company in West Canada right, called so, Stampede Wrestling. So hanging out with him was a way in. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> he, he was, I guess he's almost like trialing him, training him. It was a training studio, but I guess... But they're hoping that he'll be like, hey, you're pretty good. Yeah. Do you want to do a match? Yeah, totally. Do a match. <laughs> I it's been a while him. since I've watched it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Do a match. I, I challenge you to do a match <laughs> against me, the big man. Maybe Matt could be like the match, like like a matchstick or something. Oh, Matt the, the match, match stick, Stuart. Yeah. yeah. Snap him like a matchstick. Flaming redhead. There was a oh, big... Oh, see, that works. One of the biggest wrestlers... Oh, God. Wrestling people are going to hate me for this. Of recent times is this big, massive Irish dude whose skin is so white, you can nearly see through him. He's nearly got... See- He's like got red hair, but he's... Skin is sort of, you know, very, very pale, as pale as you can get. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he's one of the most popular in the world. You could be that guy. Oh, I could be that guy. Wow. Like, I can't remember. I don't know his name, but yeah, he's very, very popular, or was a couple of years ago. But all that Dave remembers of him is that he's pale. Because and you could be that guy. Because he was the most amazing looking dude. Like, oh, oh there we go. That's never better. S- never seen a man that. Because as a pale man, you don't get many pale heroes, totally. especially muscular ones. And I, I was looking it. at this guy going, that could be me. Could I'm be. that white, nearly. You are that white. Thank hey, you. Good for you. Hey. So that, that's my hero, that unnamed there Irishman. There goes my hero. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> so Brett started to train. He wasn't He wasn't right in the idea. His dad wanted him to go into amateur wrestling, like real wrestling. You know, the stuff sure. the Olympics and stuff where they actually... They um, actually wrestle? Yeah. What, um, what, Greco-Roman, whatever it's called. Yeah, wrestling. Greco-Roman. And... Um, he wasn't really, you know, he did it for a little while, but he wasn't loving it. And he saw a way out by, he didn't want to break his dad, dad's heart, is one of the things that I read. So he um, he ended up going in to work for his dad's uh, Stampede Wrestling Company. Okay. Sort of saying that he'll, he'll go help out with that. And he started refereeing uh, a bit. Um, apparently the family home also kept a bear on their property. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, what? Hang on, what? Sorry. And and apparently, like, back then, you know, you might wrestle bears a bit. You know, this no. is the 70s in Canada. No, you don't wrestle a, your pet bear. And and the hitman said, I saw him talking about it, uh, how he used to get the bear to lick ice cream off his toes. <laughs> that seems is, like a really bad idea. Which is yeah, an interesting. I'll why be honest. You, why don't you put ice cream on your toes? It's a, everything about it is a bit odd. but Cool you down. Cool down your toes. Cool down your toes. When I was a kid playing basketball in, in Barmy, summer, Canada, you know, when mum, mum, and it was hot in the stadium, they'd give us like ice packs to cool us down while you're sitting on it, and you put them on your wrists or on the back of your neck. It's like cools you down really fast. Seems like a weird way to attract bears. Or your toes. Mm. Think here that three day? the three main places to cool you down fast: toes, wrists, back of neck. What if you've only got two? Inner elbow. And uh, what's the inner elbow called? Is that just your elbow? Yeah, I reckon inner elbow is works. Is this space just your elbow? It's the anti-elbow. There it is. I knew you'd know. Technical term. 
I've just looked up this wrestler. Yes. I want to show you him. Please. And you'll love his name, Jess, as a big fan of Irish names. Oh. Seamus. Fuck yes. He's just Seamus. Fuck yes. Just Seamus. He's... Isn't he just awesome? He's awesome. You really don't see tweet. pale guys but who are buff like that. Yeah, that's yeah. why I was so impressed. And I he's, sort like, of like he's quite good looking. Saw it on TV and I was like, oh. Norm- yeah, I wonder yeah, why they always like dweebs. But this guy's huge. Yeah. But is it like once you get muscly, you'd people just like get a tan. bronze themselves up as well? You're just used to seeing guys like that who just lots of orange tans and stuff. But that's kind of the, the key to WWF, WWE wrestling is you get a thing that people remember you for. Yeah. So he's like... Well, there's no other big buff white dudes. Does he still Check get all oiled up? You know, for, for wrestling? No, he just covers himself in talcum powder. <laughs> he pales himself down. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, Stu, being this successful wrestling promoter, old man Stu uh, Hart, he actually started Stampede Wrestling, Stampede wrestling in 1948. Whoa. Uh, and it, w- it was quite a big... Like, back in, in the 70s, that's how it was. It was lots of little companies spread across right. Canada and the US. Um, so, Brett was... I said Brett like a... <laughs> weird. Didn't put you guys off. It made me feel weird. So, Brett was around wrestling his whole life. Um, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then in 76, he started... When he started refereeing matches for a while. But in 1978... He performed for the first time in a stampede event, filling in for a wrestler who was a late withdrawal. So he just like had to step up at the last minute. Uh, and from there, he became a regular at stampede events, going on to win many of the titles there. Unfortunately, the person who pulled out was a bear, so he had to... <laughs> His character was a bear. He was a bear. <laughs> he was in a bear costume. And he celebrated by eat, licking ice cream off the, off the, off the opponent's foot. That's what bears like to do. <laughs> so as far as I understand that's the, it. That's the bear that he knows. Yeah. All bears are like this. They're I always out it. there. It's like, Dad, licking. I don't know what to do. Just impersonate a bear, Brett. <laughs> All right. He oh, starts Dad. licking ice creams. <laughs> boy. Yeah, so early days he was known as Brett the Bear Heart. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's funny because I, I was reading and it's like in the articles they talk about all these titles that he's won. And I'm like, oh, wow, cool. And then I'm like, oh, but that, I mean, that's all scripted. Yeah, how do you win a title? So it's like, and his dad really, runs the company. I really thought about that. Yeah, so then so they're like, like 19-time WCW so it champion. It doesn't mean anything. So 19 times the plot said you yeah. were going to get this certificate. If we lived in the fictional world that they exist, then you'd be like, oh, that's incredible. But Yeah, wow. You guys don't know this, but I've actually been crowning myself the Do Go On, the DGO, undisputed world champion every week for the last 71 weeks. Wow. Yeah, I'd pick that, yeah. So that's actually... I'd probably give him that as well, to be honest, wouldn't you? Nah, I'd give it to Jess as well. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. the real said winner. that multiple times on the record. <laughs> that's the number one contender. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you... I'm gonna, I've written this as a question, but Dave clearly knows. But have you, you've heard of the WWF? Yes. Jess? World Wrestling Federation. The World Wildlife Fund. Yeah. Which yep. is it now, uh, now it's known as WWE because of... Some legal action with the with the World Wildlife, World Wildlife Fund. Fund in two thousand and two, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because I watched it as it changed. Right, WWE. so it changed the World Wrestling Entertainment. Oh, I see. Yeah, I was going to ask what the E stood for, but you were one step ahead. What would you have guessed? Uh, enterprise yeah. experience. You'd think something like that, right? Enterprise. Explorapedia, which was a educational computer game <laughs> I had. World Wrestling Explorapedia. 
It's great. It's where I learned about the Mississippi River and had a song with M I S S I S S I P P I. And then I have that's this, it, that's the, I've I've heard a different song which I think is much catchy catchier. M I double S I double S I double P I. I hate that. That's M I double S I double S I double P I. No, I hate that. Because there's three three doubles. Yeah. Well, I remember mine my way. Well, all I have to say to you is what is that from? a bomb in a bull snowman. <laughs> yeah, very good. You are very good at remembering. Is that M-I-S-S? I, know, I, I reckon it's from My Girl or something like that. So it's oh. from some sort of kids movie from the 90s, right. I reckon. Right. I sort of some, yeah, something I know somehow. Uh, so the WWF slash WWE is owned and run by a guy named... Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Great name. And at the time, it was but, one of the largest... Professional wrestling wrestling promotions in America. Did his dad it, start it though? His dad did start it. His dad started it and then died like a couple of years later, and he sort of right. inherited and he, from it. And now he is, and they always plug this because he often wrestles himself, even though now he's in his what sixties, possibly seventies. I think maybe yeah, definitely seventies. I'd say they um yeah, he was probably in the sixties, but I watched him fifteen years ago. He's uh, and they always said. Uh, the billionaire Vince McMahon, because he was a he's a billionaire yeah. from, and they would always like, sort of that was his credit. But he didn't start wow. as a wrestler, right? I'm pretty sure in this world he was a he was more of an announcer. He was sort of like quietly the owner, but the his face, like public face in the whole enterprise, was as an, a ringside announcer. Right. So he like right. commentate and announce and stuff. And then I think based on this story he started to become a one of the bad guys of the comp- I th- I think I may be wrong because he it? always played a bad character like I'm the bad boss yeah but th- that and he would that rest- didn't and happen really until big muscular dude uh later on he was still kind of fairly quiet wow. at this stage he hasn't really started playing that character which is co- cool apparently referred to as the Mr McMahon character the bad boss <laughs> Mr McMahon as opposed to his credit card which said master McMahon <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's a fictional uh, portrayal. Um, so, so yeah, so he uh, he was expanding and he was buying up a lot of these little franchises, these little promotions around America. And now he was going through Canada and buying them as well. And and up until this point, there was sort of like a code between all the groups. You wouldn't steal wrestlers from each other. You wouldn't affect it, the you know the ones bordering you. And it was like this system that worked. They were all just existed alongside each other and he came in sort of from outside of that and just started buying them out oh wow he was just buying them and collecting them taking the stars uh and just and their territories basically wow and eventually you know spreading right across uh north america which is so what, which is what we're doing with the podcast really yeah we're buying out other podcasts similar. we're uh we've put in an offer for uh filthy casuals yeah. and we're waiting to hear back but it was a pretty tidy sum yeah. i think so I think I'll say yes. I've, uh, I, oh shit, actually, I meant to tell you guys the other day, I made an offer for, my dad wrote a porno. Oh, great. What did they, what did you? Uh, I offered him 50 bucks, so we'll just see. Australian? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh shit. No, that's good. Don't go in too hard. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, don't, so don't I think we'll, Don't yeah. give them more than they were. So you, what, did you give them $1 per million downloads that they've had? <laughs> Is that how you work that out? Yeah. I, nice. think, that's, I think that's a fair, fair amount. Hey. Here's a number. Let's see what you think yeah, of this. So slide it across. Just so, just so you know. That's, uh, I would love to be in a, a, a deal meeting one day where they slide an offer over to oh. me. And you're like, oh my God, it's happening. Flip it over. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the best. I've thought about your offer. I think this is fair. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a fair. You'll find this to be a fair fuck. amount. But still, to be in that situation oh. where someone's... Ha- just to be in a boardroom, I think would be fun. Oh. Wouldn't it? It would be. I hope we're in a boardroom together one day. 
I hope we all experience that envelope sliding uh, thing together. Oh, it's a matter of time. Uh, and I'll open it with my mouth. <laughs> you ripping it open? Mm-hmm. Or like very delicately like... And they're going, that, that's not... It's like it's not even an envelope, it's just a piece of paper. We're reneging. Yeah, I'm trying to open a, a blank A4 sheet with my mouth. Oh, he's Don't worry, guys, up. I got we this. Can't, we can't make up the number. We can't make it out now. So we assume it's a million dollars and we agree. And they're like, interesting power move by Dave Warnicky there. <laughs> Never seen this done. He ate our proposal. Quickly, double the offer. <laughs> double the he's offer. eating that too. <laughs> God, he's good. Before Sony makes a bigger offer. Sony. <laughs> I meant to say Sony. Oh, did you? <laughs> no, I me- no, no, I meant to say... I was saying Sony because I don't want to be sued by the real Sony. Uh, ah. <laughs> smart. Jeez, he's wily. Mm-hmm. I meant to say Sony. <laughs> Your favourite other brands? Uh, Panasonica, (laughs) Universe Nestle. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that in America they call it that. They called it Nestles in Australia in my parents' generation, I believe. So when did it change to Nestle? We'll try to get a bad boy French image. (laughs) When we got more worldly. Like Yoplait? It's French for When we started hearing about all that. Back in the 60s and 70s, they they didn't know that that there was such a thing as a way to pronounce L-E like lay. Oh. They didn't even know. It hadn't been invented. Nestle. No one had heard. Nestle. Pronounce it as you see it. (laughs) For quite a while, they said it was like they had like, you know, the unpronounceable word. Mm. And then eventually they built up to the stage where they could say... Nestle. Because actually, is that how you spell Nestle? Yes. All right. I have no idea. I get Probably. It. I think I get it now. <laughs> Do you get it? I'm not. I'm going to bail on making fun of old people because I think um, I, ju- I You just... are one. Yeah, because you are the oldest person in, in the, the world. world. <laughs> in the world. Uh, in, so in 1984, WWF. You were alive then. Yeah, I was. Yes. We weren't. Uh, they brought out <laughs> Stampede Wrestling, including many. Of its star performers, including the one and only Bret Hart. Oh, so, so so they paid his dad off. Yeah, they bought it out from his dad, and his dad closed down Stampede. Wow. It got later on. It got um. It got re invigorated. Reinvigorated, <laughs> and some uh some. Uh, it had a V. It had a V. Jeez, we're dropping some brands today. Uh, Jess, interestingly, okay. you, when I said 1994, you said you were born then. When normally you would say. I'm not your monkey, Matt. That's right. You'd normally say, I'm not your monkey, Matt. <laughs> Initially, <laughs> Interesting ha- when you said 1984, Matt, when usually you would say 1884. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Interesting. We're all learning, yeah, aren't we? We've, we've oh. all got our catchphrases. Mine is... Woo! So- <laughs> and Sonia. <laughs> Initially, Hart was asked to perform as a cowboy character. I love it. Yes. Yeehaw! I would love to be the guy that looks at people and goes, you... You're the cowboy. Yeah. Okay, great. Cast us. Well, because interestingly... Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Sorry no. to interrupt with the report. Leprechaun. <laughs> Matt, you're the leprechaun. Yes. Jess, you're the leprechaun's friend. Yes! <laughs> We're a duo. Hey! We get to do offensively bad Irish accents. Speaking of offensively, sure. I'm the fencer. Oh. I come out fencing. Okay. And for some reason, I'm building not... Building fences. I like that. Yeah. I come out building a fence. What's a, um, a fencing outfit? What's a which is the outfit a person building a fence would wear? Good for you. This character is infallible. <laughs> anyway, now that we've cast ourselves, sorry, do go on. Uh, so yeah, 
so Calgary is famous for its stampede, which I guess is why they they called the wrestling uh, thing stampede, which is a big um, cowboy sort of festival. Stampede. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You probably can't hear me pronouncing that way, but he called his thing stampede, <laughs> even though I clearly said his name was Stu, but. <laughs> This entire time, I thought it was that was Stan. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. Stupid everywhere. Stupid. He peed everywhere. He's stupid, eh? So, I don't actually, I don't actually know the the Calgary Stampede. Can you tell oh, us? it's, a, it's a really big, really big festival. It's the like you know, like um, <laughs> like horse riding stuff and like bucking broncos, I guess, and it's sort of like line dancing. It's you know a big cowboy. It sounds um, like culture festival. It sounds like I want to be a part of it. I, I'm. It's on my bucket list. I want to go there for sure one day. So is it massive? Like people it's go huge, all of the, So really the biggest big. one in Canada, you say? I think it's one of the really big festivals. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. but it, but for like sort of that country style. I love it. Billy Ray Cyrus music as well. Headlines. Let's all go. I'm in for sure. Do we have any listeners? It's in also it's also the city that um, never sleeps. The <laughs> <laughs> the windy city. It's also the Big city Apple. that uh, the Winter Olympics was held in when the Jamaican bobsled team. Oh. That is cool. I would love to pay my respects. Yeah. <laughs> to cool runnings. John Candy. John Candy. Rest, rest in peace. peace. <laughs> I would pay my respects to cool runnings. Great film. The film that was played on many primary school bus trips. Oh, big time. So they asked him to play the cowboy character, but he came from Calgary and he wasn't a cowboy. He said, if you call yourself a cowboy where I come from, You'd better be one. Wow. He's sort of saying, like, I'm not doing He's it. He's like, I'm a I'm method not, wrestler. I can't fake. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is real to me. Yeah. I couldn't possibly I'm, pretend. I'm willing to play a wrestling character. <laughs> yeah. I'll play a hitman. But mm-hmm. I shan't play a cowboy. <laughs> Back where I'm from, if you're a hitman, if you say you're a hitman, no one cares. But if you say you're a cowboy and you're not a cowboy, heads will roll. Yeah, the, the cowboys will turn into hitmen yeah. and take you out. That's a very confusing system, but it works. We somehow make so it. So, no work. to the cowboy. No to the cowboy. Instead, he decided to join. Maybe he just didn't want to wear the arseless chaps. Yeah. I think they drew the line at the arseless chaps. Mm. Back where I come from, if you wear arseless chaps, you better wear arseless chaps. <laughs> if you own arseless chaps, <laughs> you better fucking wear them. All <laughs> the time. not, want not. Uh, so, he, instead, he decided to join Jimmy Hart's heel stable. Now, Dave, explain what a heel stable is. Okay. So, well, heel. In wrestling, is the bad guys? Yes. Oh, the good guys usually referred to as face. Short for baby face, apparently. I learned. Is that where it comes from? I That's don't know. That. Face and heel. So yeah. heels, the baddies. Interesting. I wonder why. Yeah. Why? What? Do you know why heel? Is it? Foot? I'm actually not sure. Someone, yeah. But Someone he's, will he's, tell in, us. he's in a heel gang. So he's joined, and it was interesting. Like the guy's surname was the same as his, but yeah. no, oh, so relation. A re- no relation. Too many hearts wrestling. They're from different places. That's a be- that would be a really nice country song. Too many hearts were wrestling that day. <laughs> in the documentary I watched, there was a, a guy who was a big heel at the time, and he was sort of he's like, you know, that's just the role. You know, you're 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 the you're the pantomime bad guy. He didn't say put in those words, but you're ba- you're yeah. the you're the guy that you're meant to be hated. And he's like, it's when cute. I'm out there and they're booing, to me I'm hearing cheers that's because doing your job. I'm doing my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like some actors that are just so good at being bad guys, like Ellen Kevin Rickman, Spacey, Kevin Spacey. Or well, the uh, great Dennis Hopper. Greg Kinnear. You, they get, you know, it becomes your thing. And <laughs> Matt, th- you're kind of the heel of our podcast. Yeah, the you're the bad boy. Yeah, and that's why you can fuck off. Thank you. I, <laughs> Matt, you're typecasting yourself <laughs> with that anger and aggression. Yes. 
But I didn't realize it was like a heel stable. So he's joined a bunch of other yeah, it's baddies. Like, yeah, I guess they, you know they're the bad guy crew. I think you, if you think about it, uh, some of the teams when you used to watch it would have been overall good guys, popular heroes, and other yeah. teams of the bad yeah, guy team. Yeah, totally. And and you know over years that change. Yeah, that's right. Their yeah, storylines yeah. become. Yeah, which I and found they do the weirdest thing well. where they like wrestle under one name, go away for like maybe six months, to come back, new character. No one's questioning it. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Can you think of any examples? I oh, know actually, The Rock. Well, he was, was the Rocky. Rock, and then he was the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was the Scorpion King. So he's played. Yeah, he's played a few. quite a few characters, and then he's the guy from Fast and the Furious. And then he was in Bridge to Terabithia, I think. Is that the one he's in? He's in a lot of movies. Th- no, I don't think that's the one he's in. I think in. he's from the Christopher Walken school of saying yes to whatever people ask you to do. Say yes like Christopher Walken? Yes. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I will. Okay, Dolly Parton. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was, that was Christopher Walken impersonating Dolly Parton. Ah. Uh, Having a good time. What were we talking about? I don't know, wrestling. Oh, yeah, so The Rock. So he, I read that he, you know, when you're doing these reports and you go, I'm like, I was reading about The Rock for a good half an hour before I'm like, it's got nothing to do with this fucking story. Yeah. Go back to the report. Hey, it's paying off. He came up. So he um, he, he started out, uh, I can't think of his full name, but it was Rocky something. And he his name was a split between his dad and his granddad's wrestling names. Right, because he's like... The- they always it was built, built as the, the third. first third generation wrestler. Oh, that's cool. And his nickname early was Blue Chipper. Oh, he was a like blue that. chip wrestler, the blue chip. Wow. No, I don't enjoy that at all. And he, the crowds just didn't get into him. He was meant to be a face, but they didn't really get into him. And then he really got popular when he um, sort of reinvented himself as The Rock. The, oh, when he was The Rock, he was the most popular wrestler. The People's, probably, el- probably people's Elbow time. or something? No, The People's Shoulder? The People's, people's elbow. elbow. Yeah. Inside or he, outside? It was outside of the other way. It, unbe- the weenus. Unbelievably popular. Yeah. I, I, and people say that, yeah, comp- in, anywhere you go. I quite like him. I think he's great. Like he's I mean, funny. He's so a cool good. guy. I follow him, him on so, Instagram. Yeah. So, long, <laughs> oh, you must. I think he's got like 50 million followers, something no, crazy. Because yeah, he, he posts good content. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great content creator. I this episode brought to you by The Rock. Hate everything you just said, and I also that's the point of it. But I it, love your smug little face when you just said it. There's there's something so fun to talk about content like content. you're talking about it seriously. But I joke about it so much that it's becoming a, a habit. Oh, it's good content. That's oh, great. I love it though. Yeah, it's, it's but good. we message each other that a lot. Oh, oh great content. Is, oh, some good content here. Yeah, you give my tweet some sweet burns. Oh, great content. Great content. Hey, Dave, do you know the thing um, that is a rule in wrestling? That's a word, and it means we we basically don't acknowledge that it's fake. Have you heard of that? Oh. It came up a few times, but I, and I was just wondering. It's called kayfabe or something like oh, that. Kayfabe, yes. kayfabe. Yes. Which is a, a really weird word. I'm not sure what its history is. It's an interesting word, but it just it means like publicly... Even though everyone knows it's fake. You don't drop the you, story. Yeah, you never drop character, you never drop the story. And that is that 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 is like the number one rule of wow. professional wrestling. And sometimes wrestling. they get pissed off at their performers because they're seen like hanging out in real life with their enemy or yeah. you, you sort oh. of drop personal stuff. You, you gotta know, live it. Going. Yeah. That's that's a bit rough. It's a bit rough. But at the same time but it may, yeah, sometimes the bad guys. Like I remember when I was in grade five, I lined up for about three hours at a Maya with my dad to get a piece of paper signed by this like 
classically bad wrestler called Kane. And he wore, at the time, he wore this big red mask, and he, his nickname was the Big Red Machine because he's—they built him as six foot eleven. Wow! And he looked that—he looked that big to me because I was, you know, and, eleven and remain. That—that's your measurement, eleven inches. Yeah, eleven inches. Aww. In height. Oh, I'm talking about you, but he was so Matthew. He was so so nice. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Even though he was so, th- that's one thing that they. Also, they break the thing. So sweet of your dad to line up oh, with you. My my dad, because he loved wrestling growing up. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, so, and he sort of got me into it. I had a toy of, oh, that's of this like uh, 80s wrestler called Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> Such a funny. Who man. would come out wearing like blue overalls and a farmer's hat. Very good. Because it, it used to be more like a, it was like even more like clowny. Theatery sort of stuff. Yeah, like Cartoon. the bad guys were really bad. Yeah, really bad. And like, like you knew you didn't have all... to. You didn't have to guess which is a heel and which is a yeah, face. Yeah, and, and they were like villains, but for those sort of super villains for the sake of being a villain, like there's no, it yeah. doesn't help them at all. It's just I like doing bad stuff. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Woo, that's awesome!" And then the yeah, the hero comes out, and takes them out. Yeah, so my dad really got me into it. And when I was the next year in grade six, I went to see the wrestling at the at Rod Laver Arena when it came out. <gasps> Hulk Hogan was there. No. How exciting. So cool. When, what year would this have been? 2002. Right. And what was the, it was WWE? Yeah, so it just become WWE maybe I reckon it was so 2002 before. maybe was the year that it happened. Yeah, WWE actually. and I saw, yeah, Hulk Hogan, Brock Lesnar, who's now a big UFC fighter. Oh, so he's, yeah, which is like as Actually, real as fighting the, gets. Yeah. Was The Rock? No, I don't think The Rock That's was there. Awesome. I think Triple H, who's one of the other big guys, was there. Yeah, when I was growing up, the three biggest people were Triple H, The Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's cool. Three, <laughs> three sixteen, or how do yeah. they, how do you say that out loud? Austin three sixteen, just like a biblical. Because he quite he, there was a character he was he had a big speech against. This is another thing I read it when I was getting sidetracked. Hmm. Whereas it was like a Bible bashing character, like a like who's, some who's sort of born this? again Christian or something like that. Right. Another wrestler, and he goes. He said something like, you know, he's going, you know, you can thump your Bible as much as you like. You can tell me about John 3.16. Well, here's Stone Cold Steve Austin 3.16. Suck my dick or something like that. Like it was, <laughs> I can't, I'm, I'm definitely. Um, he he was, he was. Paraphrasing a, there, but. He was such a badass. His thing was, he, he'd always, he'd say, you're only as old as the woman you feel. As the dick you suck. And uh, he. The, I was thinking the same thing. His big thing was he would win and then he'd stand on the turnbuckle and then someone from the, dick. from the crowd would throw him a dick. T- two cans of Budweiser. Sure. He'd shake him up, cr- like crack him and then smash him into each other like, and then pour him and like drink him. And he was, oh, Get a little was, bit in his mouth. Yeah. He had but some, mainly just mainly, make a mess. Mainly just waste. Oh, seriously. It's just sma- and then he'd, they'd throw two more beers and he'd do it again. Oh, he, I, I thought it was so cool. Did you? Stickiness. Totally. Stickiness it's is so, so str- cool. It's so strange. I thought it was so cool. But did you know that it was all bullshit? Or did yeah. you sort of... Because it's, it's about suspending your disbelief, right? You go... Totally, yeah. I'm in. I'm in the bubble now and I just sort of believe it. And like, I would be pissed like off when the... A, a drama on TV. Yeah, exactly. When you're watching that, you're, you know, you're watching a TV show, you know that they're millionaire actors. Yeah. What? <laughs> Pardon? Orange is the New Black is not yeah. a documentary. Well, hang on. No, I'm so sorry. When I'm watching uh, that doco Seinfeld from the 90s, <laughs> ran for nine What's years. What's the deal with cell phones? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Kramer! <laughs> Kramer! 
So we're talking about how your heels could turn into faces and faces into heels. They, oh. call, they call that a turn. Interesting. That's uh, that's wrestling parlance. Parlance. Turn, parlance. I like that a lot. So yeah, the the um, <laughs> heart turned into a face. He had a turn, a face turn, they call it. He turned into a face in 1988. Jess does this all the time. Yeah. You turn on people all I the time. I turn constantly. Yeah. You, you go from heel to face, heel to face. Heel toe, heel toe. Heel toe. Step I'm together, step together. I'm all about it. First position. So, yeah, that was, so after about four years uh, in the WWF, he became a face. Oh. A hero character. So, he was bad. So, before, do you know what his bad name was? Uh... I think it was just as him. I think it was just built as himself. I didn't read because some of them are just you know like just their names. Name. Yeah, like I think the guy I was talking about before, Brock Lesnar. This is his name. Yeah. I, I think he he made, he was still as himself. He I don't think he become the hitman as yet, but he um he was just yeah, cool. just a bad guy in the bad guy crew. Um, so yeah, that his catchphrase I said before. I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best, the best there, there ever will be. Ever will be. His signature finishing move, Dave, do you know this? No, ma- maybe I'll... It was the sharpshooter. Uh, <laughs> it was a version of the Sasori Gatame move popularized by Japanese wrestler Riki Chosu. Or Riki Chosu. Other wrestlers have used similar moves named things like the Scorpion Deathlock, the Boston Crab, the Cloverleaf Leg Lace, like that. and the Standing Reverse Figure four leg lock. Oh, that's all. And they're all basically the same thing, but it's you, so good when you've got a signature move, you've got to give it your own name. And the w- thing for me is, I don't know how they get the name out there. I, I think maybe the commentators just yeah. say it. Like That's just in the script, th- like I guess. Like the People's Elbow. Yeah. Oh, The Rock has so many sweet moves. The People's Elbow. I don't know if you... you I will see a YouTube video of it. Like, yeah. Did he just point it up? His, and, yeah. They'd be on the ground. He would do this dance, essentially. <laughs> From one side of the ring, bouncing off the ropes to the other, oh, yeah. pointing to his elbow, like going to the crowd, what, what, what? And then he would just like drop his elbow, miss their face, of course. <laughs> and then that would be like, there's no chance of coming back from that. It's so funny because it's like, if if you're meant to think it's real, then you're either thinking, geez, he better hurry up and do it. This yeah, guy could get, get up, up at any... Or you're thinking... Now nah, he doesn't need to hurry up because that guy's out cold and he's now going to go smash his <laughs> yeah. face with his elbow. Either of those scenarios are fucked. Yeah. Just in case this guy's brain damage wasn't already taking effect. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I do love that there's all those names. That, that's all a big part what of What would fun. you call your signature move? I'd call mine the, the reverse people's elbow and I'd rub the inside of my elbow <laughs> on their head. <laughs> Cop that, Dicko! I like it. That's not bad. What would you have, Jess? The old razzle-dazzle. The razzle-dazzle. Oh. No, the old razzle-dazzle, yeah. <laughs> I'll just do spirit fingers at him. Woo! <laughs> um, the Rock's other move was called the Rock Bottom. Oh, oh that's... Did he no sit good. on them? <laughs> no. But there was this one guy when I was growing sense. up called uh, Rikishi, who was the size of a sumo wrestler. And he would come out in a like a sumo-style G-string, and his... Thing was, he would sit on them and rub his ass in their face. Oh, he'd sit and they'd, on their and face. And they'd go like, "No, no, no, an ass in my face." Yeah, no, fair no. enough. Nobody wants. That's really what? don't strange. do that. Don't do that. Yuck. I'm loving reliving these guys. I haven't thought about these people. Yeah, in so this long. is how I felt with Riverdance, and you just shat all over it. No one shitting on my dreams is awesome. <laughs> Everyone's really keen to hear about what I like. I'm loving. It. I love the support. Uh, what about I'd, maybe I'd do some version of the nipple cripple. But I'd oh, call yeah. it something else. The 
I was going to say titty twister. That's just a thing. That's another thing. The yeah. What's another name for... for there's no other name for nipples, is there? Or like... Or what about the teat tweak? Oh, that's teat pretty tweak. good. I do, yeah. The teat tweak. Tweak, tweak, tweak. Because often they would do things like... Um, even though in real life, if someone started doing this to them, you just hit them in the head and get out of it. Like they, they are stuff like you grab their nipple and they're just like, right. it's in un, descri- indescribable pain. Oh my God, he's touching my nipple. Even though ah! I can just knee him in the balls or something. Yeah, yeah like both of my hands are free to defend That's funny myself. where yeah, they get them in those moves like they've got them by the nose or something and they're going, oh, oh, waving their arms around like, oh, I, what can I do? <laughs> no, he's got me. What am I going to do? And then they'll come back. You even did a nasally voice there. God, you're a method actor. I'm I'm all the way in. Can't improv, but bloody hell, I can act. (laughs) I've always said that about you. Matt Stewart, my friend, the actor. Give him a good script. Yeah, he'll give you a good bloody performance. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh my God, it's expanding, like yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's growing more customers, yes. more interest, not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products or you offer services like massage or oh. nails oh my gosh. or uh, consulting. Should we after this get mani-pedis? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos and updates. You can categorize, you can share and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh. Yeah. It looks like Jess has just uploaded something, What it? but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. As the 90s war on heart was becoming one of the superstars of the WWF, he was collecting belts uh, up the wazoo, like <laughs> Vince McMahon, who I guess is and and he's um, you know the people below him who write the scripts. They they sort of they saw him as a as a the person that should be dragging them along to the next generation. I guess there was somewhere because there was there was all these controversies about steroids uh, mm. around that time. That so they some theories are that they they sort of tapped this guy heart because he wasn't. Oversized, you could. You, he was like realistically built, right? So he's muscular, but 
but not like he this could be clearly. Yeah, yeah, your so, dad. So they thought, and he was—he had kids too. You've not he was met a my dad. dad. All right, my dad. Way more roidy. Yeah, my dad's real roided up. Right, he's huge. My dad's shredded. Fuck. Yeah, it's intimidating. He can't feed himself because his arms <laughs> his are too arms big. Are too big. <laughs> so we have to feed him. We take turns going to the aeroplane. Woo, where's the food, Johnny? He's, he's just like, put in my fucking mouth. Yeah, he hates it. But hey, that's the choice he made. <laughs> and at the same time as uh, Hart sort of building up his, his uh, big bag of belts, uh, WWF's major competitor, the WCW, or the... World Championship Wrestling was becoming increasingly popular, um, even getting the stage where it was starting to eclipse WWF in the ratings. Right. Um, on June the 17th, 1996, WCW Monday Nitro won the battle of the Monday Night Ratings against WWF, which was the big battleground. Monday they went Night. head-to-head, uh, two of their big um, uh, big shows up up against each other. So it was sort of seen as a real key battlefield between the two competitions. And um, uh, after it won it this night in June 96, it went on to win Monday night ratings for the next 84 weeks in a row. That's WCW. Yeah. That is over a year. So they started dominating. <laughs> I can confirm we have taken a five-minute break with consulted calendars, mm-hmm. and that is over a year. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Dave, I know you're kind of the numbers guy here, but uh, you got some competition, mate. Catching up. Calendars Catching up. You trying to take me on Monday last night week, Monday night rating style? No. Last week I told you that somebody was twenty, twenty years after they were born. I told you that. She <laughs> told numbers. you that. She told me that. Born in nineteen twenty two. You mentioned nineteen forty two. I was like twenty. Twenty years old. Like it was like that. Like no, I didn't even have to think about it. It was like that. I was like, I, I'm starting to just like see numbers. It's a lucky guess. Yeah, when she's looking at them, she just. <laughs> It's like she's starting to recognise numerals. Yeah, she's really coming along. Yeah, wow. You guys must be so proud. I'm very proud. Uh, according to the Bleacher Report, which is an American sports website, the WCW's success during this period was due to them uh, beating WWF to the punch on knowing what the audience wanted to see, which seems like a key thing. <laughs> and what the audience wanted to see was something that felt real. That's what it wrote. It was oh. like, not was real. Felt real. Felt, felt real. It. Um, like so our friendship sounds not, real yeah. to them. It, God, it's staged. It's not. We did not talk outside of here, but we keep up the kayfabe on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Not on the show, apparently, for some reason <laughs> right now. Why are you breaking the kayfabe there, babe? Oh, shit. Hang on. Kayfabe, babe. Kayfabe, babe. That's what they say to each other. Dude, kayfabe, babe. <laughs> kayfabe, babe. Hashtag. Nah, kayfabe, babe. Hashtag kayfabe, babe. Kayfabe, babe. According to the Bleacher Report, up until that point, professional wrestling had spent much of the late 80s and early 90s in a comfortable zone of family-friendly programming that had a certain stench of cheesiness to like, it. Like this guy called Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, I guess stench so. Stench of cheesiness. Cartoon-like characters, over-the-top acting, and repeated enhancement matches featuring the big star versus the no-name. Have you heard of this? No, what were they That's doing? That's so funny. So they'd take, they'd take a big name... Um, put them up against a, a no name, and the big name would just build, start like getting their um, their signature move popular with the crowds and stuff. So they just do it over and over again, beating these no name. Um, but they could do that against f- other famous people because it's all scripted, man. But but then no, that the point was that then they'd do so they'd get the they'd build up the big name even bigger, get his move big, and then they'd get him up against another big name. And make it a pay-per-view. 
Oh. Um, so just yeah, kind of. But I, I think people were getting a bit, bit uh, what over that. They're pretty bored of seeing me fight the Rock. And then go. Oh, I would never get bored of that. Oh, that would be him doing the people's the best. The people's elbow on me like five times. I just watch my friend die. Oh, how much fun! So be, fun. I'd be so scared. He would his, miss his biceps are thicker than my stomach. He'd miss you with the people's elbow though. <laughs> yeah. He's trained on doing it to like other you six. You just go under his legs. Dude. You'd be an easier target to miss, I imagine, wouldn't you? The smaller you are, the easier you are to miss. Surely, totally. That makes sense. Um, so WCW changed a lot of this, all this cheesiness, supposedly. Um, they were backed by the uber-rich Ted Turner. Oh, CNN. CNN, yeah. Rich from Uber before it was a thing. That's mm. interesting. Did not take off. He lost billions. Wow. Mm. Uh, he, he started poaching WWF stars as well. Uh, the biggest... What, taking them out with sniper rifles? Yep, like a no, hitman. No, poaching them On like safari. Yeah. <laughs> no, putting, yeah, putting, putting them in a, a boiling whirlpool of water. His trick was vinegar. Uh, the works, bi- works every time. The biggest star that WWF had created up to that point was Hulk Hogan, and he was uh, brought over to WCW by Turner on the big cash. Um, business was getting pretty hard for McMahon and, and the WWF brand. Shit! And he needed to change. He'd be beaten by Turner's WCW. Fuck. This was his moment. It's now or never, Vincey. Or should I say, Mr. McMahon? Not yet. No, he's still... Sorry, still Master McMahon. Still Master. Uh, As the Monday Night Ratings War continued, (laughs) the WWF transformed itself from the more cartoony, family-friendly product to become more adult-aimed. This time... (laughs) It became boxing. It became (laughs) porn. (laughs) Mixed with boxing. (laughs) They they secretly filmed people having intercourse, and then Mike Tyson would turn up and just start (laughs) punching them. It's also fun. Do you think it's funny hearing Dave say intercourse? I don't know how I feel about that. Say it again. I, I just can't. No, I don't want you to either. Yeah. That was, that was weird. It made me go to another place in my mind. <laughs> place I wasn't sure if I wanted to be. I'll get back to you. Still deciding. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be there. Uh, so this time in WWF's history has become known as the Attitude Era. Oh. So what year is this? This is the uh, mid-90s. Right. Yeah, that was our 96. Attitude Era too. Fuck yeah, I was rocking it. The Attitude... I had a mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> and a leather jacket. Wow. Ooh, in grade three. Yeah. No, even younger. Grade Ooh. one. <laughs> so the Attitude Era saw a more violent style come in. A more violent yeah. style. Yeah. Like terrible for my generation. And it also mm. led to more uh, politically incorrect characters and storylines being created for Great. their shock value. Great. Became a bit of a yeah, just trying to. Do you have examples? Anti-feminist man. I believe. <laughs> I believe there were some yeah. Pretty... Back in the kitchen, toots. Yeah. <laughs> Women I... don't tell me what to do. I tell them what to do. I also want to point out we're both shimmying as <laughs> no, we say like, this line. Check out my pecs. Uh, 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 uh. They're not boobs like a lady has. Yuck. Yuck. But I still like boobs. <laughs> I objectify women all the time. <laughs> Let me hear you say objectify. There was there there was a lot more objectifying of women. They started oh, totally. really sexualizing the female wrestlers. The women I remember growing up, most of them did have large fake breasts that were often on display, and they were not wearing much. They, they were never wearing. But I mean, it, yeah, I guess the guys weren't wearing a lot either. So I don't. Yeah, I was thinking it's about it. It's different. It is different. <laughs> it is different, and so it should it's be. It's okay if they don't wear much. We yeah. can objectify men. You just can't do it to us. No, but I. I mean, I don't know if that's. 
Yeah, that's a confusing thing, right? Because it's sort of like, it is okay. It's totally acceptable for a man to go around topless mm. and not be sexualized. So it's a confusing that thing. That always, actually, the only time that annoys me is when it's a really hot day and I'm out for a run and dudes are running with no shirt and I'm like, fuck, I want to do that. <laughs> oh, whenever, whenever <laughs> I... Just do it, Jess. This is the future. <laughs> the future starts nah. now. When I see a man running without his shirt off, I don't... Without, without his shirt off, I get annoyed and I say, take, take it, it off. off. <laughs> take it off. It's take it off, hot. you prude. <laughs> no, when I see... <laughs> get it off now. Get it off. Get it off. Get it off. That's no. Dave chanting out his car window. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Take get it off. Now, when I see a man with that with his shirt off, especially when it's not that hot, I'm just like, go fuck yourself. If, it pisses me off so bad. If he's left the house with no shirt on, I'm like, come on, mate. But sometimes if they've got it like tucked into their shorts or they're holding their top, I'm like, that's fine. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't really care. It's fine. Keep the fucking shirt on. I agree because a lot of the time it's like a tiny singlet that they've taken off. And I'm like, you could. I don't think you're making much of a difference. Another thing I hate, singlets. Why? What do you want them to run in? A fucking wetsuit? <laughs> well, yes, please. With flippers. Jess really surprised herself with that suggestion. She's like, what's the opposite of a singlet? Let's see how big I can go. Oh, my goodness. I went big. Oh, I've bought it out of the bag here. (laughs) This would be a ridiculous thing to run in. Picture it. Perkins, Perkins. What do you want him to run in? A bloody astronaut suit? (laughs) Yes, whilst wearing flippers. Perkins, Perkins. So this change led to a big surge in the popularity of pro wrestling uh, in general, but uh, WWF sort of saw a resurgence as well. And this new new era brought uh, several uh, several wrestlers to stardom, including the anti-hero Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, what a guy. The Rock. Oh. Mankind. Yes, Mick Foley. He's also... Mick Foley. I, rem- he's, I know that name. A lot of characters. Right, because oh. I remember seeing... I remember seeing Mankind. Because I reckon it was on TV for a little while in the mid-late 90s maybe, on free-to-air in Australia, maybe mm. Channel 9 or something. And I, I vaguely remember seeing Mankind. But that's... I can't remember. So he'd wear like. a mask. Yeah, like this weird sort of... It's almost like a horror mask. And he was like kind of... Like a horror mask. Fu- and him. he was like fucked up. Like he would talk to a sock. Oh, yes. He'd talk to a sock and, and he would like do these crazy matches. The I think Mick Foley, the guy, is actually a little crazy himself because he would do these crazy long matches and... They would do like steel cage matches with weapons and stuff, and he would actually have his head cut open and stuff. Oh. And there's He's just very good at what he does. He's a method wrestler. One one time he jumps off the top of this steel cage thing and he actually knocks himself out. Oh. You can see video of it on YouTube. Yeah, so he was obviously a fan favourite because he was Wild man. actually looked like he was doing wow. bad stuff to his body. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's what they so want they want to, to watch. You want to believe, I guess. Yeah, because but as a fan of wrestling the realer it seems, the more you can convince yourself it's real, I guess. Yeah, but I don't want to see people get hurt. The, that's the same with... That's why I don't really like watching boxing cause it, yeah, or UFC because you're actually seeing people... Yeah. Like... Beat the really, shit out of each other. Really, really hurt each other. I don't really like that. No. You guys are soft. Yeah. Yeah. I like to watch kittens. But my favourite thing about... Boxing. Kittens boxing is the best thing ever. But I love that, that UFC wrestler Conor McGregor. Mm. UFC fighter, I should say, because he's he's like a wrestler... Because he has 
crazy attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's part of his his brand. Like, he's done it wrestling style. It's, yeah, that's smart because he's sort of done it. Yeah, and now he's thought w- about it like that, way but richer than the other guy. Like he, that. Uh, You've got to be really good as well, though. He won two belts. First guy to win two um, belts over two weight divisions. His own division and the one above him. He challenged mm-hmm. the guy and beat him. That's pretty great. And then he's like, I've been talking a lot of shit about people. And I just want to say... I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody. Oh, oh crowd goes wild. That's such a wrestling thing. Yeah, that's true. That is classic. And like wrestling. he shoots videos of himself driving like sports cars and driving private planes and stuff. It's all part of the image. Yeah, it's smart. And that, that's your brand. You totally. make yourself richer by... It's a weird system, but... Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? People love that. But I appreciate it. People love a bit of arrogance sometimes. That's what we do. If you already like them a bit, and also, it seems to make them love them. Also the fact that he actually backs it up every time. That helps as well. We need to talk about our, our social media content then. Content, yeah. What we need to do is film us on private planes driving Lamborghinis. On the plane. Apologising to no... Yes! Lamborghinis on a plane and then people will give more to our Patreon even though... Because we look like we don't need it. Oh, do I understand see. that? So yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. need your money. Don't, right now, we, we could really in. use it. We yeah. could really use your money right Well, that's now. what we're pretending. Yeah, pretending. Wait, what? Are we? Uh, That's which, the characters we're playing. We, oh, we're we should playing. go from face, poor people, to uh, heal, rich people. That, oh, we don't need money. We don't need your Patreon. And then they'll give us money. Exactly. And then we can eat. The hitman didn't like the new direction uh, WWF the was one direction. The sexy, the sexy new One Direction. Because um, he was a wholesome guy. And he, you know, sure pretended to bash people for a living, but he didn't appreciate the yeah. sexy, violent, yeah, come on. un-PC Hard by name. bashing. Hard by nature. Over the people. Uh, at WrestleMania, at, at this time, there were also people he started really disliking, other wrestlers that were coming up in popularity. Like this one guy, Shawn Michaels, if you remember. Oh, yeah, him. HBK, the heartbreak kid, who <gasps> he bills himself as that, right? Look him up. He's like the most average-looking dude with a ponytail in his mid-40s, oh, no, and he's still no. like... And his song, he comes out to a song that's like... I think I'm sexy. And then women would cheer him on. Oh. And that was his image, even though he was... It's so funny definitely... that you can create, even beyond, like, yeah, things... Like, because you can, you can fake things, like, I'm a bad guy, even though you're, like, behind the scenes, you're, like, a nice guy. But you can't come out and pretend that you're good-looking, or apparently you can. Yeah, and he was, like, shorter than all the others, not as muscular. But he, but he was really... He was a heel, and... Uh, but people, yeah, said, well, was, like, the ladies were into him, I guess. But Heartbreak yeah. Kid's a good name. But he was, also, he, he was also a real uh, showman. And, and um, he was kind of everything that the hitman hated about wrestling's new direction, supposedly. Oh. Or at least, but supposedly not only his character hated it. Apparently in real life they were also um, feuding, sort of in character and out of <laughs> right, character. So Fabe was really confusing off, <laughs> off the scene. Yeah. That's right. What are you? Hang on. Are Is you this... actually pissed off at me? Very confused. That Facebook message you sent to me was that real? Which pissed off? Because Which... no one can see that. Is this the pissed off you are about the wrestling stuff, <laughs> or the stuff about me owing you that cash? Because <laughs> I can't tell. Tell me which one, and I'll. Sean, heartbreak kid. Sean, mm-hmm. hello. <laughs> Unless Sean, I always dislike Sean Michaels. You Sean. disliked him or liked him? I did not like him at all. Right. Heartbreak kid, though. I'm I'm a fan of that. Yes, yeah, so I suppose at twelve you're not. I'm not getting the possible irony of him not being that attractive. Mm. Yeah, I was just a bit like, who's this dude with a ponytail that all the women care about? I care about the cool, muscly dudes that like beat each other up heaps. Also, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He he was 
there was a bit of feuding between him. I think that was more him in, in the world. Him and the Hitman. Oh, right. Cool. Um, at WrestleMania 13, Hart faced off against Stone Cold uh, in a submission match, which, Dave, you can explain maybe? Oh, I think, I think it's... Uh, it just keeps going until there's a submission. Keep going until someone taps out. Right. Oh. So rather than... Usually the winner is like a, a fall, which, you know, I mean, you pin them to the ground for three seconds. Oh, uh, yeah. That means you're one, in two, two, three, three. Taps, ding, 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 out. ding, yeah. ding. But like this one, it's like, I've got you in an arm hold and I'm going to break your arm. And then eventually, after about 15 minutes, genuinely, that would, if they're the main match, he would have been in the position and he'd be crawling. Because if you grab the rope and the, you have to let him go. Right. And then you'd bring him back off the rope and you'd do it and they'd crawl around and they'd nearly, nearly to, and they've tapped 15 minutes later. Right. Just really drawing. It goes it out. Just so long. Sounds great. Kind of what? Uh, any any Irish dancing around? Cause yeah, that's that'd be more interesting. Oh god, this is a little bit of movement. A little bit more, you know. <laughs> yeah, three hundred steps <laughs> per second. <laughs> a bit more emotion in it. So in this submission match, um, Austin suffered a cut to his face. Can't fake that, Jess. It's real blood. Stop yelling at me. And it was bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to make you hate it, Jess. We're trying to get you to be a heel, but you're like, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not a monster who shits on other people's loves. Okay, I'll hate it. I'll hate it if you like. Fine, pill in my chest. <laughs> if that'll make you happy. <laughs> Is that what you want? All right, I'm taking my shirt I never, off. I don't. I've never brought that up. Take it off. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to poo on you. First you shit on my dreams and you pooed on my chest. <laughs> I've done neither of those That's things. the two things we'll remember from this episode, Jess Perkins. <laughs> Ms. Perkins. Oh. Dave, she doesn't want to do it. I don't want to poo on you. You keep coming up with these weird it's scenarios. Too it's to too late. <laughs> the shirt is off. He's, he does have his shirt off. Mm. I'm lying on the floor with the mic. <laughs> Put it back on. I'm ready for my destiny. <laughs> well, I am not ready. <laughs> That's weird because you asked for it. <laughs> off mic, perhaps. Maybe Matt's done some fancy editing where he took out the phrase, I'd like to shit on your chest, Dave. <laughs> This is taking a real weird turn. <laughs> Please do go on. <laughs> so Steve Austin is bleeding quite a lot out That's of his face. That's right. That's what we're up to. Um, and Hart got him in his signature finishing move, Jess, which you'll recall is the... Little whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> oh, he's got him in the little whoopsie-daisy. Oh, the backwards whoopsie-daisy. The backwards Cincinnati whoopsie-daisy. Yeah, <laughs> Cincinnati whoopsie-daisy. Is it the sharpshooter? <laughs> the sharpshooter. But Austin oh. refused to tap out. Uh, eventually... Uh, like it, uh, and it was like you were saying, just did would refuse to tap out, and then eventually he passed out from blood loss. Which what? Is what? Which is what they say, and I, I don't, I can't. Like the whole time reading this, I'm like, I have no idea where the truth. There'd have to be a lot of blood everywhere. Yeah, it feels. To, you'd have to lose like a liter. That's right? a lot of blood. Feels like that's part of the script. And right? also, like a tiny cut on your head will bleed a lot. Like but not like wounds, a liter. No, I don't know, but that's but thin, like, or is it? I, I, oh, good point. I'm not entirely sure why, well, but I just know the head wounds will always bleed a lot. It always looks a lot worse than it is. Because right. a lot of blood's got to go to your brain, so yeah. there's lots of shit around there. So, like, a little cut will just pour blood, but it's tiny and nothing. Right. But it's just... Yeah, yeah so, so we'll, we'll assume that that's bullshit anyway. So, in the story, and I get... This might have even been part of it, but at this period... Oh, anyway, I'll get to that later. The... <laughs> I just had too many thoughts in a row. Um, so like yeah. someone's getting excited by wrestling. He refused to tap I out. I hate it. You know, I pretty much always get excited about the topic I get into. Yeah, when I great. read this much about anything and I watch documentaries and stuff, yeah. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. Um, so, he, yeah, he refused to tap out, eventually passed out, which meant Hart is awarded the win. 
Uh, but despite this... Hang on. That's not a submission. That's a pass out. Yeah, that's interesting. If it's submissions, I guess it's submissions or pass outs. Um, but he, he refused to let go of the hold even after the oh. match was over. Um, even though Stone Cold's passed out. He's passed out. And he's like holding a man In the Cincinnati, that's, that's today, limp. I'm not sure if it was this match or another one. And he, he even like he was just playing real dirty and he kicked him. When he was down. Like, I'm not sure if that was this one or a different one, but basically this so is, match... Is he hurting him for real? I I, I don't know. Okay. Parfait. I, I don't talk about it because of the parfait rule. At WrestleMania 13 is... I'm trying to think what that word... Kayfabe. Parfait. Parfait is a dessert. Um, Everybody loves parfaits. Parfaits are delicious. Shrek. we gotta get, we got that Shrek episode happening one day. I like that boulder. <laughs> that is a nice boulder. <laughs> Still got it. So yeah, so that was WrestleMania 13. <laughs> so that in that match, Stone Cold Steve Austin went from heel to face. <gasps> no. The Hitman heart went from face to heel. They switched. No. What? It was like one. It was a very rare occurrence of a double turn. Oh, that is so what a hot. rare occurrence. <laughs> Who would have? I would have loved to have witnessed that occurrence. Would you? Because I too would have loved to have seen <laughs> that occurrence. It's just so rare to see a double turn. It's just not something that occurs. I cannot remember the last time that occurred. <laughs> that Canadian? You? That sounds Canadian. <laughs> I don't know what it is. So Hart was now a what villain. What a historical occurrence. <laughs> Let mark this day. <laughs> the day of this occurrence. The day it all occurred. Wait, I'd say you guys saying I said a, a occurrence funny. No, you're fine. I legit Sorry, didn't I even hear you say it, but I'm just repeating her impression of you. No, I, def- I said it weird. I thought <laughs> I'd forge on. And, uh, Do you think you got away with it? I thought I was going to get I away with it. I don't think anyone noticed. Because the funny thing is... If I do stop and go back and repeat myself, yeah, Jess will be like, mate, no one cares. It's fine. Sorry. And this is the exact reason why. Yeah, that's why, right. Jess. Make, me the, make yeah. me the bad guy. You're the fucking You're the heel. heel. You're the heel. Okay. Well, lardy fucking da. If it made me laugh. Oh, now you want to shit on Matt's chest, huh? Yeah, I'm going to shit on both of your chests. Oh, wait, what? I don't it. want this. They heard it. It's not about what we want, Matt. What a strange thing for you to accuse me of, David. Good heavens. I'm a lady. Well, you're only as old as the lady <laughs> that shits on your chest. And that is not a regular occurrence. That would be true in your case, Dave. Uh, you're yeah, because we're the same age. So <laughs> now... By a couple of days. If anything, you'd age two days. So now Hart... Take the risk. ...is a villain, right? At least in the United States. What do you mean? So <laughs> it, His face! In the United States... Ah! And he started... He started because he's, he's a dual citizen, but he's sort of Canadian-born. He's got a Canadian accent. He started, um, his character at least, started bagging out America more and more. So he really embraced this here right, thing. because Stone Cold is like all-American. Yeah. Oh. From the South. And and there are other char- uh, characters um, like... Other occurrences. The Patriot, maybe? Is that someone? Or is no, that, that's I'm a Mel Gibson of, movie. I'm thinking of Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> Didn't he go on a wrestle after that? Is that a Mel Gibson movie? Is that Heath the Ledger? Patriot? Is that Patriot. Heath Ledger? Yeah, Heath no, Ledger. No, it's not. Okay, great. Um, 
So yeah, in one speech uh, in an American, like most of the wrestling's in America, but some's in Canada, obviously. But uh, one American match, he, well, this is in the documentary, goes, Canada is a country where we still take care of the sick and the old. We still have health care. We have gun control. Canada isn't riddled with racial prejudice. We don't go around shooting each other. Whoa, a little too real there, mate. Uh which was, yeah, that one, and the American crowd was like, whoa, boo. But shootings are a regular occurrence. Because he, yeah, so. he is saying, because he was, he was, I don't know if you got the subtle point there, he was saying all those things uh, are not true for America. And another time at a, oh. at a match in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, we have listeners from Pennsylvania, including in Pittsburgh, go Penguins, as I always say. <laughs> and then when he was in Pittsburgh, he said, uh, and if you were going to give the United States an enema... You'd stick the hole right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. And then like the asshole, I guess. So he's a real bad guy now. Brutal. You'd stick the hole right here. I don't think that's how enemas work. Yeah, you don't choose where the hole is. Mm, But do you? You'd say you'd stick the tube. Yeah, I think that's what he meant. Hmm. Maybe they call uh, tubes holes holes in 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 Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, maybe he was talking the local lingo. I don't think so. So those sort of jabs are all part of his (laughs) storyline. Jabs. Uh, and and he has said later that he regretted the Pittsburgh line. He liked Pittsburgh. 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 Fuck me. Pittsburgh. Uh, the American go cra- penguins. Go penguins. Go penguins. <laughs> the American crowds increasingly turned on him. And I was kind of thinking, watching this documentary in particular, I was thinking, oh, it's so funny how easily the wrestling crowds are manipulated like that. That's what I was thinking at first. Then I'm like, sort of realizing that, you know, the wrestlers are all acting and the crowds sort of are as well they're just in on it they're playing the game yeah so they're not re- they're not being manipulated they know it's all bullshit but they're still like their role is to hate the heel and to love the hero that's just how it goes and i think in some instances it goes the other way like they'll turn on a guy and, and i think like the rock early on was meant to be a, a, a face but he isn't just not buying it I think, yeah, they didn't get into him. Like, it doesn't necessarily work, but usually I think they get on board the one that's meant to be the hero and they mm. are against the one that's a villain. I found that interesting because I reckon the first half of me sort of researching it, I'm going, wrestling fans, I don't get it. Like, how do you get so into it? How do you buy it? But it's, then I, I think I read someone say about, you know, what's the difference between movies? I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's because yeah. I was Good thinking fun. like Avengers movies. Yeah, there's two well, sides. You hate I the get, bad guys, yeah. you love the good guys. I get so into it. I know it's all bullshit, but yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing. You're still thinking, fuck them up. Yeah. yeah. Like, Go Captain America. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I like Captain America. If I was going to put the anima, I'd put it right here. In Captain America's shield. <laughs> I was going to put it in Ultron's butt. <laughs> That's better. Hmm. That's better than the shield. Why would you put in the shield, Dave? He needs that. Can't put a hole in it. Can't put a hole in that. It's made of pure... That special metal. Yeah. The name of which I have forgotten. Speci- Shieldanium. Yep. Metadium. Unobtainium. Unob- unobtainable. <laughs> yep, that's the one. But he was still a huge star. <laughs> I, I continued from halfway through a sentence. <laughs> and due to, due to this, he was offered huge money uh, by Ted Turner to come across to WCW. Oh. Uh, at the same time, Vince McMahon didn't want him to go, so he offered <laughs> him a contract for less money. But a much longer contract, <laughs> I think around twenty years, like a long contract. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you a contract. It's less money, and it's less time. But I'd like you to stay. <laughs> but his thing was because there is literally no perks to this. There's no perks. There is no pro. 
There's only cons. In the documentary, it's what he do you said... say? And then he slides it across the table. That's yeah. how you get him. The slide. I slide. couldn't say no. Oh, slide oh, it over to me. I'll say yes. Yeah. I'll say yes. In the documentary, he was saying how, you know, he felt like, you know, they were fighting over him a bit and it felt like he was the prettiest girl in the ball sort of thing. And he found the decision pretty hard because, like, the money from WCW was big. Uh, but he saw McMahon as, as a father figure and he felt really loyal to the WWF brand. I mean, his his career was all based on McMahon, basically. Mm. You know, he was the one that put him up there, made him, you know, wrote him into winning titles and stuff. You, you can't do it without... You know, it the, being decided. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to play your part. You've got to be, you know, you've got to play this role and, and the crowds have got to, you know, react to you one way or another, I guess. But still, you, you need someone to be on your team who's uh, writing the scripts. Um, it was inter- mm. interesting. I was wondering about it. Like, what happens? Does it always go to script? And there was one fight, I think it was in London, where he was scripted to win the fight. Hitman was, mm-hmm. and during it he broke his sternum, so he he had to lose the fight. Like they had to like get him out of change there. the script mid thing, and and he was out. So he so sometimes it, if there's a real injury, it might go the other way. But how do you reckon they communicate that? Yeah, like, it's got to like, be a bit code of a signal. Word, like yeah. it's not going well. It's this like, is not a I joke. Think he just showed his sternum. Oh. He pulled it out of his chest. And go, this is not meant to be out here. <laughs> Waving at the camera. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> No good. I need this bit inside of me again. Can we can we wrap this up? Okay. Yeah, I submit. I'm submitting. I'm not enjoying that mental image. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. So yeah, he's he's having to make a decision between WCW and WWF. Um, but because he sees McMahon as somewhat of a father figure and also felt loyal to WWF. He accepted the long-term deal to stay. Wow. You know, basically meaning that he... Because he was about 40 by this stage, I think. So he was sort of seeing him out, really. He, yeah. He's got job that, security. Yeah, totally. And you know what? That's hard to come by. Mm-hmm. In the arts, which this is. Totally is. The big war with WCW, though, was taking its toll on WWF, the business. And despite fighting to keep Hart, um, McMahon eventually turned around and, and said to Hart that he probably should go and see if he can still get that big money deal that was offered by WCW. What? Yeah. Hey, I've been thinking about it. It's pretty dumb if you don't say yes to that. It was sort of that as, as well as... Or like did he not want him anymore? He kind of didn't want him anymore. I think it made sense for him. Other people were coming up. It was almost like his storyline was almost playing out. Wow. Steve Austin was coming up now. The Rock... People were taking over as the number one guy anyway. Um, and also, he was the long term deal seemed bad because he was about to float on the market. Um, just physically float on a. <laughs> he, so, and, and because when he was going public, um, long term, do you call them liabilities? What do you call long term? Uh, I guess so. Whatever they're called in accounting world. Jess. <laughs> um, a, a bad news, apparently. Unattractive for oh, sure. potential investors. Some shit like that. Uh, right. I, guess we could, I imagine because it's pretty hard to get rid of them if it's not going well. Yes. Or you've got to pay them out heaps. Yeah, I guess so. You're like, hey, we don't need you anymore, but we've contracted you for 15 more years. So here is a million dollars for each of those years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, and we're not getting any work from you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so there were those kind of reasons, and it, it made him, it, which would have felt a bit, you would have felt a bit hurt mm. as Hart. Oh, Hart. Brett the Hitman hurt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he basically was forced out, right? Um, but 
Hart was able to lock in that deal with WCW. Um, oh, all right. This is good. Ending his the around 14 chess. years with the WWF. Right. Is this the screw job? Uh, it's leading up to it. Oh, because I, th- I thought him being the screwed... The whole topic is the screw job, yeah, and I we're really not even there. I should get to I it. I thought him being screwed over by McMahon was going to be the screw job. Okay, yep. Or yep, McMahon, yep. we've called him... It is, it is definitely a part of it. Um, so, he, he, so he's gone to WCW, but the deal didn't kick in immediately. Uh, so he had a few months left to run on his WWF contract. And between them, they had to figure out how his storyline would come to an end with the company. Um in the contract, though, Hart had a clause written into it that inclu- uh, that said that he would have cre- some creative input to the storyline. So what he did was a moving interpretive dance piece. <laughs> I'm moonwalking out of here. <laughs> and I'm gone. And he's shimmying. Yeah, shimmying the whole way back. <laughs> the thing that complicated it was that he... Had was, no creativity. Was the... <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've got no ideas, but I'd like to have input. <laughs> He was the sequence. Cha- I don't know. <laughs> he was the champion at the time. Um, so yeah, he was the holder of the belt. All oh, right. So you have to give it the belt and leave. Yes, that's right. So um, oh, they're going to do a match where he says, "If I get beaten, I'll walk," because he's so confident. And then that he gets beaten. That is a great idea. Do they do that? That sounds like a good definitely. Yeah, that would make it. sense. What did you say? Oh, you're not fucking listening. No, I'm trying to get to... What did you say, sorry? I said that they'll do a match where he's really cocky leading up to it and he says, like, well, if I lose this one, then I'm out. Yeah, like, I bet my career yeah, on Yeah, I bet my career on it. And then he loses. He's like, well, I said I'd do it. And then he leaves. Well, the tricky thing was, because, you know, the, he was going to WCW anyway, and the, and at, at, at first they... Well, so, yeah, they can't kill him th- off. They... <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> they agreed to keep it um, a secret, but McMahon uh, sort of reneged on that, and he went out and announced it because he was worried that uh, WCW would break the story. I think so. He came out and did it first. I said it first. Yeah, yeah. basically, he wanted to own the own the narrative. I guess um, we said go. He didn't. He didn't quit. <laughs> Just saying it. Just saying. End of press conference. <laughs> Hart was worried that if he went out a winner. Um, he'd take the belt to like one of the WCW shows well, and, and ri- ridicule it and you know, oh. put it in the bin, you know, piss on it or something, <laughs> shit on it, <laughs> shit, shit on Dave's chest <laughs> and then Perkins rub style. it in the belt. Yeah. <laughs> rub it into the belt. <laughs> so he's what, thus getting shit on his hand. No, he puts a glove on. Yeah. And the idea of that would be that he, um, and the idea would be that that would be sort of, um, you know, like not good PR for... WWF. Oh, him oh. shitting on a belt. And wiping a poo-stained glove onto the belt. <laughs> to me, it would be worse. That would look like, worse than WCW. <laughs> McMahon's like, I'll own it. I'll shit on the belt myself. I'll rub my poo-stained glove on it. I'm not too proud. <laughs> but apparently, that was a genuine fear of, of McMahon. He, he, he didn't want that to happen. <sighs> Someone needed to McMahon so explain to him. So they basically needed to figure out a way for Hart to leave without the belt. Just lose. And that yeah. Jess already wrote the story. If you now say yeah, what well, I, I said I mean, before. Quite clearly, I mean, are you thinking that maybe there's something maybe something more complicated than that or Oh no. Well it's know. well the more complicated thing is that he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go out a loser. Ah, well what if, a you're diva. Ta- if you're gonna take the million dollar contract, mate, you've gotta Take a, one for the team. It's a tricky thing, right? So they had to figure out a way that would leave everyone happy because he had in his contract some creative control of Kill the situation. Kill him off then. 
But um, he won the fight, but then he died. There was a big event coming <laughs> up in Montreal, Canada, uh, called the Survivor Series. And the obvious plan would have been for Hart to just go down to the second banana of the WWF. Number so two that, banana, number, number two, two banana, banana, number two banana, number two banana. So that the second banana would become the first banana. Number one banana. And the number, number one banana, one banana <laughs> would become the number two banana and then leave. That would have been straightforward if the second banana didn't happen to be Hart's biggest rival. <gasps> Heartbreak Kid. Shawn Michaels. Oh, fucking Shawn Michaels. Don't even get me started about that pretty boy, not pretty boy face. That ugly pretty boy. <laughs> that ugly pretty boy with a ponytail. He said, he said to McMahon that asking him to lose to Shawn Michaels in his home country of Canada is basically asking him to blow his brains out in the ring. Okay, bit dramatic. A bit dramatic. A bit dramatic. A little dramatic. Yeah. And he's like, is that an option? <laughs> yeah, can we do Shawn, that? Can Shawn Michaels does stuff with the Canadian flag around this period. He he's wiping it on his ass. He's like fake humping it. He's, he's wiping fa- his nose with oh, it. Oh, no. Being very disrespectful no, to no, the flag. No. Can- and, the maple and, leaf. And the beautiful people of Canada are just standing back, not knowing what to do. Because they're so lovely. They're so beautiful. They should be going, oh, A young oh, Justin Trudeau is going, look. Look, mate. Violence is not the answer. There's got to be another way. He's right. He's still right. <laughs> All the way up to the day of the match, <laughs> they hadn't figured out how... Well, but they've built the match. The match is built. They're going to wrestle. They just don't know how it's going to end. Oh, fuck. Um, and, and the documentary crew, who's been following around, is there on the day. This is awesome. I can't believe I've never heard of this. love wrestling. I never knew about this. Don't love it that much, then do you? McMahon... Obviously not. McMahon sh- said um, no cameras, because so, wanted, he wanted to chat. Hart and McMahon were chatting before the thing. They had to figure out how, how it was going to go down, what was going to happen. And McMahon's like, no cameras. So Hart wears a wire. He's wearing <gasps> a microphone, and the conversation is recorded. And it's basically Hart telling McMahon that he feels a bit hurt about how it's all playing out. That week was playing out. McMahon responds by blaming Ted Turner. He's like, he's the one getting in between us. It's not me. It's not your fault. Vince told him to go. I appreciate everything you've done. Vince told him to go. So he gave Vince the option of staying. Vince fucked this up. In my yeah, opinion. Vince fucked Yeah, he totally. But Vince, Vince is blaming Ted Turner for going so hard at his business, that he, forcing his hand that he couldn't afford to... Right. I think he's, you know, he's, he's really... People superstars. It's like, this guy's been better at business than me. It's his fault. <laughs> Even though that's, yeah, I don't I don't fully buy that either. I feel like he kind of was like, eh, really, you're not worth it for me to keep you now. I reckon it, he was kind of thinking it's better for you to have gone, maybe. But he was still very popular, especially outside of America. Right, where he's about to where wrestle. Where he's still a, a face, and he's a hero in Canada. And Europe, apparently, they love him as well. Um, in the my pa- yeah, my dad and my mum watched it a little bit, I think. But my dad was, yeah, Brett the Hart. He was popular. Yeah, I, I imagine in Australia he was a hero. Wow. Yeah, I bet. I bet you was. In in the conversation, Brett suggests that the match ends with something like a schmoz. Do you know what a schmoz is? It's a wrestling. <laughs> no, but I love it. It's so good. Right? It's spelled S C H M O H Z. I think something like that. Schmoz. Love it. It's an, is it schmoz? It could be schmoz. I've heard Americans like pronounce a, it schmoz. Like a schmozzle? Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what I would have almost pronounced it, but I heard them say schmoz. And, and 
And that's where American the... listeners are <clears throat> laughing at you right now. Oh, oh, nearly every word I say. True. But the <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So someone tweeted and said I was saying Maryland wrong. It should be Maryland. Okay. Is that right? I think so. Closer. Look at the word and say who's wrong. And what was that other one? Some other guy wanted me to say their thing. What's their thing? Anyway. Montana. Montana. That that's, that's an easy fine. one. That's fine. Yeah, you got that one. Montana. I think they wanted you to say it like fashion. Montan- oh, Montana. There we go. <laughs> That's good. Now it does feel better, actually. Montana. Montana. <laughs> Sounds... It gets me every time. I want to go there. Montana. Now. All right, so we're in the office with so, Brett and Vince. Yes, or even in the corridor. They're like they're, they're in the stadium, so it's almost showtime, you know? Wow. It's, it's, late, it's on the day of. Fuck. And well, it, they haven't worked it out. Yeah. And Don't they have to have, like, rehearsals and stuff for the uh, match? It makes it seem like there's no rehearsals. They just, they basically figure out... But the moves. I thought it was I all... I did say basically. <laughs> so weird. But I'm falling apart. The Higgs boson Lee figured it out. <laughs> so they... I think they sort of... It's more like curb your enthusiasm. They know where they need to go, and then they figure it out a bit know. along the way. <laughs> they've, wow. got, they've got key posts they have to hit. That's how I understand it, but I'm a guy who's been researching this topic for like a week, on and off. Not non-stop, to be honest. I've got Obviously. a job. No, you've got a lot. But I've been reading about it and watching stuff about it, and, and that's how I understand it. I may be way off. There may be our rehearsals. I'm not, I'm not sure. But it, they certainly didn't show any rehearsals in the documentaries I saw. Um, so anyway, a schmoz is where the ring is swamped by wrestlers, uh, which ends the match in, in like a draw, basically. Oh, like a disqualification. Yeah, exactly. So that's what that's what Brett suggested. He's like, I won't win, but I don't lose. And then the following day, I'll make an announcement that I'm forfeiting my belt. You know, so I don't right. take the belt. Um, I don't lose. I don't win. It feels like a compromise. And um, Vince is going to say no. And that became the agreed plan. Vince is going to say yes. McMahon got on, he got on board. He <laughs> I said, feel it. He said yes. Hang on, it... Matt. I feel like Dave, back me up here. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. Vince is going to think this is a great plan. I feel like Vince is going to say, "Great, this is a plan," and then that's going to become their plan. The plan. If Jess knows Vince, which she does, which I do. She shot on his chest that time. Oh yeah. Look, I reckon you're 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 someone on the ball okay, in your weird way. So let's just check what yeah, did Vince just, what did, say? What, what happened? Vince said yes. <gasps> I told you. So that was the plan. You, you literally was, just told us. <laughs> that was agreed upon plan. They had different ideas, and I don't like they didn't say exactly what the plan was um, to lead up to it. But the plan was that a schmoz was going to happen, which is so fun. Plan A, schmoz. Schmoz. Plan B. Refer to plan A. <laughs> C plan A. Doesn't it? It's a weird system. But we it just works. We're in a loop. It just weirdly works. I don't know how, but it does. It's like, hey, the, the schmoz, schmoz hasn't worked. Work. Well, the schmoz will solve the schmoz. Just get out of my head. <laughs> I won't. I'm going to touch your knee. <laughs> how dare you. My special spot. Uh, so, in front of a packed out crowd... Hart is ready to take on his arch enemy, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is... Because I didn't even see him talked about as a heartbreak kid. It's funny that he's... Because he's normally... They talked about him as Shawn Michaels. Moment. Maybe after this, in but the he, early 2000s, reckon, he became the heartbreak kid. But def, when, I was, when I was watching, he was one of the big guys. He did have hearts on his tights. Right, he was definitely... So maybe he was. On it, his it's tights. A, yeah, that's what they wear, isn't it? Bloody hell. So I don't yeah, have no, all the they, lingo. Are they called tights? Sure. I wasn't saying they're not called tights. I'm just saying it's funny that they're wearing tights. Also, he spells Sean with a W, which never yeah. sat well. Nah. No he good. he enters uh, 
so first in Michaels comes out and he sings that song Dave was talking about, how I'm really cute, I'm real sexy. I think sexy. I'm sexy. Oh, I'll, I'll post a link to it. It's hilarious. And then, I hate that a lot. And then uh, second to come out is Fred the Hitman Hart draped in the Canadian flag. Mm. Crowd goes wild. He's in his town or he's in his country and, you know, they're right on board. Fight gets started. From what I saw, it's all it's like a, almost boring. There's some, you know, wrestling stuff. I don't think I don't think it's remembered as a great fight necessarily. Right. It's one of the most infamous fights, but it's not remembered as a great fight or this whole scenario anyway. Um, they I think they were basically following the script right? up until the point where Shawn Michaels has Brett the Hitman Hart in Bret Hart's signature move. The Cincinnati whoops a daisy. The Cincinnati whoops a day, AKO. The Cincinnati sharpshooter. That's right. And at this point, oh, um, at, yeah, me too. <laughs> at this point, the plan is for Hart sort of switches around, and then he's got Michaels oh. in the sharpshooter. Whoops a daisy. Sorry, the whoops a daisy. <laughs> and um, and at this point, but before he's able to f- switch it round, the ref says he's tapped out, and calls off the fight. Calls what? Michaels a winner. But did he tap? Video is very clear. He did not tap. <gasps> oh, no. What? Does the ring announcer and everything go, and the winner is, ding, yep. ding, ding, yep. by submission. Vince McMahon's uh, ringside, and he's saying, ring the fucking bell, ring the fucking bell, and that's when they ring it. He's, you can hear him say that? Yeah, supposedly. I haven't. I didn't hear that part. Wow. It was, like, it was a lot of commotion. Going on. A low commotion? Oh, my God. There and was then a what... low commotion going the... on. And then what happens a in low, the... A whole lot. It was a low commotion. It was a low commotion <laughs> that night. <laughs> a whole heap. It was real It's all a bit of a... Of it. To be honest, a bit of a blur. A the commotion, commotion started. A low commotion. And uh, I hit the deck. And then I hit the hay. <laughs> toot, toot. Got 40 winks. Woke oh. up. It was all over. Red Rover. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thanks for coming. I'm Michael Cohn. Oh, Uncle Kane was there. What a ca- He's that's big how, into wrestling. That's how much of a commotion this was. It was a low commotion. Low commotion. <laughs> so on- Sorry, I'm so keen on this. Back to the story. I know, it's amazing. So what? what happens in the ring? Like so in the ring, he- uh, basically, Michaels grabs the belt. He runs for the, the rooms. Canadian crowns, you know, going crazy. The look on uh, Hitman Hart's face is like, he's like, WTF. His face is like, what the fuck just happened? Which is also what WTF stands for. I've oh. said the same thing twice for emphasis. So he looks genuinely shocked. He's just like, wait, what the fuck? That's not how it was meant to go just down. Again. <laughs> um, He's like, I was waiting for the schmoz. Yeah, yeah. Where's the schmoz? Where's the Where are my schmoz at? This is plan C. We only talked about plan A and plan B. And then Hart's like furious. He gets yeah. up. He's on the ropes. He spots Vince McMahon and he spits <gasps> from inside the ring. Onto McMahon's face. Oh, gross. You're fucking kidding. He just like, with this furious look on his face, he just goes, and just spits and can on his face. And you can see it hit his face. And you can see it hit his face. And oh, McMahon's like, yuck. And then he, he gets that out of the incredible. ring. And he just starts smashing up the 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 courtside like tables. The, like the ring announcer's table. Ring, they're like their equipment. <laughs> just like there's electrical boxes. He's just smashing them on the ground. Because usually if that happens, I imagine they have it set up ready to smash. But he's actually smashed. Because a lot of people smash into that. It's like a very breakable table. 
Yeah, totally. But it's but just, but, but also the yeah. equipment and all that. But he's actually stuff. breaking real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Then he gets back into the ring, and I'm like, like I say, I'm I'm sort of dubious on everything. I don't fully believe anything, but this is all like this is commonly believed to all be absolutely real. Yep. This is canon. All this. Um, Much like the suggester of this topic. Gets back in the ring, and he starts doing a symbol with his finger. W. C W oh. over and over again. Then you where he's leaving to, he's like What? W C W And people are like, You're really fucking up the YMCA, mate. It is not how this goes. And yeah, he was doing the C was backwards from our perspective, but <laughs> Is that true? Know, yeah, I'm, I'm letting him have it. I mean he's writing it for his own. Is he really doing it backwards? He was doing so from like what when you people could... fuck up the YMCA. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. shit. Yeah, it's the C. It's always the C because the M. Can't go, wrong. Cannot go wrong. Cannot go wrong. It's just the C. So the, and W. But <laughs> W, I reckon. I reckon that one's pretty ambidextrous. Anyway, I'm very keen. <laughs> and then what's happening now? So he he went into this match thinking that they were all in it together. You know, they had um, they had a plan and they were all on the same page. And then Vince. he sort of he's that that wasn't it was a bloody screw job. It was a bloody screw job, baby. In Montreal. In Montreal, that's how it got its name. So, and then, do you reckon Shawn Michaels just run off and he's probably left the building? Because no, he's gone into the rooms. Oh, I thought he would have like just gone to a taxi just or something. Bailed. He's got into the rooms. The documentary shows. Um, so obviously, the ref was in on it. Apparently, working under the, you know, the instructions of McMahon. Oh, only following Fuck. orders. Uh, turns it, Michaels. So there, Hitman Hart goes back in the rooms. Michaels is there, and he goes, "We did you." Did you know about this? And he said, no, man, I didn't know. I didn't know. And he tells it later, like, Michaels is just, like, weeping with tears. But I didn't see any of that. Just, like, really upset by it. Turns out later, I think it's... And Michaels has said now that he, he knew about it. He was in oh. on it. He was in on it. Scumbag. They were all, basically, all, all in on it. The ref, uh, McMahon, the guy who wrote the script. Like, what I think a shit that feeling. Core team. You think you know a guy. <laughs> so he's back. He's backstage. He's in the rooms. He's furious. He tries to get to McMahon, but McMahon locks himself in his office with his posse around him. Um, he's trying to break down the door. He can't get in there. None of this is on camera. The, the, the documentary team doesn't catch any of this. Smart. This is just from retelling uh, later. And he's like, he gives up. He goes, hits the showers. He starts to cool down. Um, but then McMahon sort of confronts him. And or he says he wants to see him. Uh, that's the messages that get passed along, and and um, Hart goes, "You better say, tell him to get out of here for his own sake, right? I'm furious. Don't don't be around here." But he doesn't listen. He comes in and he's like, oh. "Mate, if, if you don't fuck off, I'm gonna punch you in the face." And they've both got their posses around him, right? And this is how the hitman Hart tells it. He's like, he's like, "I knew if I tried to take him on anyway, it'd just we'd get, get pulled apart instantly." Mm. So there's almost no point. He's like, I could maybe get one good shot in. And they think I'm going to go for a, a hook. So I took him, I hit him with an uppercut and knocked him out cold. Wow. Is this true? Apparently, he, yeah. Oh, I thought you were about to say that he was like, I stepped away. He actually, so he stepped knocked in and out. punched him yeah. in the head. Far uppercut. Out. Uppercut. He said it like an uppercut, but he ended up with a black eye, which I don't know if that's how you get mm. black eyes. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe he grazed it. and grazed all the way up. Who knows? Oh, he got him. Bang, knocked him out. Oh. Um, in the aftermath, so that, so that, that's what the 
I know there was a long build up to get to that point, but it felt like I had to tell some story. Oh, for, yeah, of course, yeah. that was to build, great. You yeah. needed to build up. Um, but yeah, it was really. I found it a really interesting world. Just even the fact that all of this is made up is more interesting to me. But apparently, this this changed everything. From here on, WWF took off. Um, uh, the hitman went over to WCW, but he was managed poorly. Hulk Hogan was still sort of first build, and and he wasn't given enough limelight, I guess. He won some championships with him, but he ended up injuring himself like a couple of years into his contract, and he was retired by the year 2000. Around the same time that his, his brother died, I think he maybe was like, fuck this. Right, yeah. Um, and not too long after that, they started making bad decisions in the WCW, and uh, McMahon ended up buying him out. So oh, wow. So the WWF swallowed WCW. Um, but apparently th- this was a real turning point. This was the start of McMahon being his, the, like the, the super heel character of the whole wow. wrestling universe. So in the wrestling world, people knew that he'd been fucked over. Yeah. That, oh, wow. So wow. it was really good for, like, it, it brought back, um, cause there was a lot of sympathy for Hart. He was brought back to sort of heel, a uh, face status. I've probably been saying heel and face wrong the whole time. I, I think you've been okay. Um, and so he, it, it was made, 1892 though, wasn't it? 1892. <laughs> that's right. Um, so he, it, it was sort of good for his image. It made McMahon this super villain that was used ongoing. And then he started even getting involved in matches and stuff. I think what Dave was saying. Yeah, for sure. He did wrestle. Which is pretty that's funny. Incra- that's crazy. And he's a big muscly dude. Yeah. Right. And then, um. Nothing an uppercut can't handle. Yeah. Cop that. It just led to a really popular era. And, and some people say that if. If it wasn't for the this whole period, and especially this screw job, they reckon this has played a big part into it. Wrestling being an ongoing viable, wow, which is pretty amazing. That is amazing. Wow. Um, in the in the aftermath, the popular opinion is a little bit split as to who was in the right and who was in the wrong. Like uh, some people say, it's a, a little hazier than black and white. Like uh, should Hart have just lost to Michaels? Maybe you know is what some people say. He should have just you know he's che- he's leaving. Just, just say you're gonna lose, you know. Yeah. Do the thing that you know. It's it's fine. Mm. It's weird that they couldn't have done it in a different city. Maybe done it in America somewhere. You know. Yeah, rather. they had to do it in his home country. Hmm. Mm. Um. But it made me wonder, and I, I don't. You guys know Cam Tyson? Yes. He's the biggest wrestling fan I know. Probably the only big wrestling fan I know. And I know this because he's doing a festival show. Yes. At the comedy festival called WrestleBrainia. It's like a uh, uh, a panel show about wrestling, comedy panel show about wrestling, professional wrestling. So I texted him today actually, and I said, "Oh, what, what do you think about it?" And he said he thinks it's a little more complicated than a black and white thing. He think he said Vince was wrong to screw Brett. I love how he just has a, a an opinion ready to go. Oh, on that's this. great. Vince was wrong to screw Brett, but he did have to protect his brand and company image. Brett was wrong to stubbornly refuse to job. To Sean, job is lingo for losing, being scripted to lose. So if you agree, if you're apparently wrestlers who go around and their specialty is losing, they're called jobbers. Oh, what a job. What a job. Just doing a job. My job is just to go out there and lose. But asking him to lay down in Canada is horrific. Oh, Cam. <laughs> Sean taking the title was the right call for the feud, but he had the ear of Vince and could have talked him into doing it differently. 
I just love, like, this was nearly instant reply. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. He got it saved in his notes, ready He's to go. He's ready. That's awesome. I couldn't, but I had just, the whole way through, and even now, I feel pretty sceptical yeah. about it. It's just, it's such a perfect, dramatic finish to it all. He's he, down to the fact that he loses by his own move yeah. to his arch nemesis yeah. in front that, of the home crowd. And that he spits on his face. Yeah. And, what a oh. shot. That's amazing. And apparently it was kind of weird for Vince McMahon to even be there, side of stage. Right. So, you so think why was he there? Or what, what do you call it? Side of ring? Ringside. You've also called him McMahon or McMahon. Like so many different times. I, I think in Australia they say McMahon, but you know they definitely call him Vince McMahon. How's it spelt? Uh, McMahon. M-A-H-O-N? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be McMahon. McMahon. But they call him McMahon, McMahon for sure. That's why I'm getting confused, I guess. Yeah. I'm split. My dialects are split. So I actually, I looked up, I found this website that listed 10 reasons why they reckon that it was all <laughs> planned. They call it, oh, what do they call it? It's a... A rigididge. There's a there's a term for a thing that's that's meant to seem like it's breaking. Yeah, it's a rigididge. The um, parfait, but it's not Matthew, actually. it's a rigididge. A rigididge, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. It's called a worked something or something. Sorry, I can't think of the term. But anyway, a few of the few that I found convincing of this website. One of them um, said there were so many guys that Vince McMahon could have already had in place as the WWE WWF champion in van- in advance of his departure. Like he had time to plan. Yeah. He there's no reason why it would have had to have been this last minute thing that he was like, quick, we better where we got to take it off him at the last minute, otherwise I'll take it with him. It's like, why didn't you just do that earlier? Yeah, then? just take it off him a while ago. Uh, Sean Michaels could have done it earlier. Undertaker could have been champion. Stone Cold um, was ready for the belt, but McMahon chose to have the belt on Bret Hart despite knowing that he was off to WCW. It's all a bit unrealistic according to this website. Another one they. <laughs> Another one they said, they said everyone benefited from this story, right? Which is an interesting one. So after the screw job, business boomed. Um, they blurred the lines between reality and gave fans a peek of the backstage conflicts. Fans loved it. It turned this, it created this new type of fan that were called smart somethings. And they like just, they, they loved the behind the scenes, like the tactics and the drama of it. And they're about the writing. I think Cam Tyson's probably <laughs> One of these guys, smart marks. So it's a whole new generation of fans or a whole new type of they're fans. They're all named Mark. They're all named Mark and they're all quite smart. <laughs> smart enough to know it's not real. So yeah, all, all these fans loved it. Everyone else did well out of it as well. Vince McMahon became the, the massive heel. He became a billionaire. He became a, a superstar villain, basically, which is like a really handy thing for his company to have and he's fully in control of himself as well. So mm. if you're gonna, you want to be able to control your talent, being the talent helps. Um, Bret Hart became the most uh, sympathetic babyface in wrestling, and he got heaps of cash to go to WCW, so he wins. Shawn Michaels got the championship. Steve Austin now had the creative space to exist as the number one face in the WWF. He said it just worked a little too well for everyone. Mm, and then it became a great podcast topic. Mm. Mm, everyone wins. Also, it's another reason was that there were too many conflicting accounts of how it all happened, right? So all these people have owned up to it, you know, they're like, yeah, this is how it happened. This guy came up with the idea. But nearly everyone said a different person came up with the idea. Also convenient to muddy the water. Either maybe the time had passed and they'd forgotten, or maybe they just couldn't remember the made-up story they had about this made-up story. Oh, man, this is going to be D.B. Cooper. We'll find out. When we die. It's the kind of thing that only one of these 
guys would like I imagine they'd have to come out and say it, but it's been such a good thing for all their careers. It's made them all legends, kind of. It's a legendary thing, mm. even though some of them were legendary, legendary bad because of it. It's still like hasn't hurt any of them, you know. It's the thing that's still talked about. There's heaps of documentaries right. about it. Wow. So after all your research, Matt, I. Look, I asked Cam because I think he's the expert. Because uh, I'm still leaning towards it's bullshit. I reckon it's all maybe part of the story. You are pretty skeptical. And it's genius. I quite I love it if it's true. If it is if it is made up and they've committed to it this long, I love it. I reckon it's so good. Yeah, it's great I either way, but I, I love it if that's a thing that they came up with that whole scenario and just stuck with it. I reckon it's real sweet, real cool. So I asked Cam, uh, almost finished with this, I got one fun fact to finish with. This is what he said if I, when I said, is it, is it bullshit? He said, he said, it's true that the best wrestling storylines successfully blur fact and fiction, but Hart really did punch McMahon backstage, McMahon. He's historically a very prideful, read stubborn man, and being asked to drop the title to Michaels in Canada was taken as a massive sign of disrespect. But Vince was shit scared of Hart walking out on the company with the belt and walking to WCW as the WWF champ. champ. So the trigger was pulled. That's how he said. Oh, Cam, that's beautiful. Oh. So he... I would love to care enough about something to have to be somebody's go-to. For like, oh, I, Jess will know about this. You're the expert, right? Fuck, oh, that'd be great. I want to be an expert in something. That's made me so keen to see their show, which is on... The same time as same us. Same time, same venue. Oh, same time. Yeah. Oh, we clash. Yeah, we clash. Oh, fuck. So I'm told. So don't worry about going to their show. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it'll be terrible. That is, That's probably I thought I was going to be able to see it. I don't think you are. Motherfucker. Unless we have to cancel one of our shows because we have nobody turn up. So oh, we can only hope. Maybe we could do a screw job. Oh. The MICF screw job. As in drink cocktails. Delightful. Oh. Get too drunk and forget. All right, so I'm going to finish with this. Unless you got, did you guys want to say what you thought? I think it. I think it really happened. That that there does seem like the popular opinion. I just think I'm just a genuine, genuinely yeah, you're skeptical. Yeah, and I'm an optimist. Genuinely and generally. Yeah. I think. I also think it happened. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. From the way it sounds, it just sounded like he was fucked over. Yeah. Yeah, unlike it's it definitely is believable. Another thing is like the documentary crew happened to be there. He was wearing a wire, and he like he wasn't more yeah, sus right. on it. But I suppose that he is. One but of why the, would you? At the time, one of the most famous wrestlers in the world. So if you're gonna make a doc on one of yeah. them, it's probably him. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, yeah, others. yeah. You you de- yeah you definitely that is believable. And it's a lot. If that was all to build up to that moment that they even had the documentary, that'd be pretty unbelievable. That means a whole. Another element had to be involved in it as well. And more people. And How many people do you have in on a sequel? Like that? Yeah, so I don't know. I'm still torn, but I, just part of me thinks that it's just a, it's just a really well-written chapter in the mm. wrestling thing. But it has it's definitely made me more fascinated by it. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm in with the knowledge of mid-90s wrestling, so I'd have no idea of any of the wrestlers. Most of them don't wrestle anymore. John Cena is a guy, the only guy I've heard of that I think maybe still goes. Yeah, yeah, he was big maybe eight years ago type okay, thing. Okay, right. But he's, I still think right he wrestles. Up, up with the time. He does, because he also appears in, because WWE also make movies now, and he's in a bunch of those. Like the Tooth Fairy? I that don't think one. so. No, that's a good one. They also um, started a, 
an, a new gridiron league called XFL, which lasted one season because it was very unpopular. Was it scripted? <laughs> <laughs> Player passes Catches ball. ball. All right, so we'll finish with a fun fact. Yes. I haven't done one for a Because we had fun some... Fun fact. Someone fun tweeted fact. at us and fun, said, Dave. bring back the fun fact. Fun was it fact. Fun, fun fact. Fa- fact. But Thank if you, you only have one, it's a lot of fact. pressure on how much fun, fun this fact. one fact is. Well, I'd, I'd forgotten about it, but doing Googling for it, it turns out that for some reason, well, for this reason, um, the Montreal Screwjob has been in the news this week. Oh. So I looked it up and there's so many stories about it. Why? And this is why. Adult film company Brazzers is producing a parody of WWE's infamous Montreal Screwjob featuring actress <laughs> Mia Malkova as WWE Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels and Romy Rain as WWE Hall of Famer Bret Hart and Johnny Castle as Vince McMahon. Filming began this week, but there's no word yet on the mov- uh, when the movie will be re- released. It appears The Fuck Job is the name of the movie. What? It's already called a porn title! <laughs> Screwjob is a porn thing! The Fuck Job. I personally <laughs> cannot wait for the release. That is br- so two female... Two female, yeah. ...performers. Two females plus... playing the, the men, and then a man playing the man. McMahon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they couldn't suspend disbelief for a woman to play Mick. Oh no! Yeah, that no, that was fun. That's a really fun fact. That's a fun fact. Like, was, but it, I think job. just because it was out this week, I don't think I would have even included it in the facts because everything's had a parody. It's just crazy that it it was like a week and a half ago that that was released as news. That is a fun fact. Led to some awkward moments on the train when I was watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> for research, it's not out yet. That's a little. I was a little sorry to use uh, a little joke. What's then? the word for panache? No, what is it? What's the word mean? Why are you fucking up words so much today? What's that word, Dave? About panache. fun eye, fungi. What? The word meaning not breaking the story. Oh, oh kayfabe. Kayfabe. What? You've called it so many different things. I'm gonna settle on kayfabe. It's <laughs> K- a good one. K- kayfabe, babe. Kayfabe, babe. That's right. Kayfabe, babe. Hashtag. Great hashtag and great episode, Matt. That was well done, Matt. Very long report. Well researched, very cool story, and especially cool for me to relive some of those '90s, early 2000s wrestlers. So, so, and cool for me to let you relive something that you really love, you. and just uh, and just enjoy your thank enjoyment. You. So and that, it just I mean, me, I didn't share the fun, but I let you enjoy yours. It just makes me think about how good wrestling is, and how bad, in comparison, some other things might be. For example, some sort of dancing near a river. Hmm, I don't know. You're a real piece of work, Warnicky. Yeah, yeah, you shit on my chest. I'd <laughs> uh, love to rethank uh, Lee Hollod and Suave Gem for the oh. suggestion. Yeah, good job, guys. And all our Patreon voters who voted for it. 100 voters we had this time. Awesome. That's great. Voters, yeah. Thank you for voting. People wanted nearly, this one. There you go. Nearly everyone who was eligible to vote did. So if you would like to be eligible to vote, of course, you can support the show by visiting patreon.com slash pod. Every little bit, even if it's only a couple of bucks a month you can throw in, does help us. And if you throw in a couple of bucks a month, you can vote for Matt's topic next time, which will be coming up in just a couple of weeks. And there's other stuff like bonus episodes that you can get access to. And uh, we're doing our show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. If you support us on Patreon, you can get a free ticket. If you uh, support us to, I think, $10 plus a month, we'll give you a free ticket if you are in town. But otherwise, if you want to come along, we are doing four shows. It is... Next month, it's April. Yeah, it's soon. Four Sundays. Ah. We would, oh, man, I would love, because 
going to put all our eggs in one basket here. We're doing four shows for the first ever time. We're hoping that people come along so we can do more live shows and come to more cities and not do that kind of stuff. So, Melbourne, I've said it before, don't stuff this up for the rest of the country and the rest of the world. This is on you, Melbourne. Come on. It's on you and surrounding areas. This is on you, Victoria. That's right. Where it's not that far. Like, if you live in, you know, Bansdale. How far is Bansdale? Bansdale, Three, about four two hours. hours. No, it's longer than that. We're going to do a gig there. We I know. Plug I, it. I looked it up. Because it's it looked... actually in a nearby town called Stratford. And we're not doing Bansdale as well? We're also doing Painesville. Painesville. And right. because we are doing Sunday afternoon shows. You should you... come see me and Jess. Forget Dave. He's not even, we're not worried about him coming to this show. Yeah, we are doing shows. Studio Studios website for details. <laughs> that was the worst plug ever, guys. Nah, nailed it. It's going to be a really anyway, great comedy night. Back sure. to the back to you plugging live shows. Oh, I was going to say that if you do actually want to come from, not interstate, maybe, maybe interstate or um, from the surrounding areas, it's on at 3.45 in the afternoon on Sunday, so you actually have time to get home afterwards. Yeah. So no excuses, you fuckheads. Yep, just yes, yes, stop telling it like it is, mate. Just turned on the ads. <laughs> turned on you the ads there. <laughs> I know they Stop are, but <laughs> what a funny thing to say! Put a plug in that truth cannon. <laughs> Oi! Stop telling it like it is over there. That's enough telling it like it is. Enough truth. Oof. <laughs> We've had enough truth for today. Well, we haven't had enough truth because we need to truthfully thank some uh, Patreon supporters for pledging to the show. If you support us, we will thank you. We will get to you all. We're closing in. Kinda. Mm. We are getting more support every week, so that's bloody fantastic. And uh, we'd like to say thank you right now to some very, very special people. First person I'd like to thank, and the last person I'll thank personally is um, I'd like to thank him for his pledge to Patreon, but also his pedge to Patreon, and that is the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Brendan Pedge. Very oh, good. Very good. That's why I'd like to thank him for his pedge. For his pedge. To- Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you for your pedge. <laughs> Jess, would you like to thank someone for their pedge? Uh, I would like to thank uh, somebody who uh, gave us a topic a while ago, which I can't remember which topic it was, but I definitely remember the name of P. Buster. Mr. P. Buster. <laughs> Is that a pun on Mr. Bombastic? Yes. That's what I was going Mr. With. P. Buster. Buster. What's the next line after Mr. Shug it. Shug it. Mr. Rovalova. Mr. Rovalova. Anyway, thank you, P-Basta. I'd like to thank uh, P-Basta as well, and also Brendan Pedge. Mm-hmm. Um, for his Pedge. For his Pedge. But also, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to change gears uh, here for a second. Interesting. And thank... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Jared oh, no. Gear. Okay, oh, there it is. I changed gears into Jared Gear. Into, oh, I'm going to change into him. Well, let me slip into another something more comfortable a, gear. Oh, yeah, me. I'm going to go into a phone booth and uh, put on my... Jared gear, like Superman puts on his... No, we got it. Superman gear. Still a fucked thing to say. I still don't get it. <laughs> How dare you? Well, don't put Jared on. You don't wear him. Oh, you want to put him off with yeah. your disgusting <laughs> displays. Well, that's fine, but that's not how I do it. I put him on and I'll wear him about town. Oh. Well, thank you to P, thank you to Jared, and thank you to Brendan for their pledges and their pledges. We appreciate that a lot. If you too would like to be read out on the show, of course, patreon.com slash dogoonpod is the way to go. And what a way it is. What a way. If I was going to go, I reckon if I had to choose my way to go. It'd be on. It'd be on Patreon. Cool. To I would death. probably I'd choose. Patreon to death. I would probably choose any of our other social media sites, which can be found at, at dogoonpod 
on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can email us at dogoonpod at gmail.com. And we never say this, but if you uh, have trouble remembering that, if you look at the description of this episode, all the links are there, including tickets yeah, to true. our show. Yeah. So look at the uh, stuff. You can click on the links, the hyperlinked, and they'll take you through to our pages and our uh, try booking website, which is where we're selling the tickets for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Please come along. Please. Matt, say please. Please. Good boy. Please pedge your money. Pedge your money. And then come and just hang out with us for a bit. It'll be fun. Yes, we will meet you. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm not used to this. (laughs) We will be there. (laughs) Anyway, uh, just to say goodbye, I'd like to say that I'm the best that ever was. There ever will be. What? <laughs> Laters. <laughs> Goodbye. How did it end? What did it end with? Bye. <laughs>